Well, hi, everybody. It's Friday night. It is another edition of the Arms Boom and Lag Project, broadcasting live from beautiful Amherstburg, Ontario. Happy to have you along for the ride. It's going to be a good one this evening. Oh, my gosh. It's going to be an amazing show. Uh, I'm all jacked up full of coffee, and I hope you are ready to have some fun with us tonight. You know, this is our ninth episode of the Arms Boom and Lag Project. We are so happy to have you in the audience. This is totally interactive. Uh, we've got new episodes that drop weekly, and this show is about Windsor Essex and the fantastic people who make up our awesome community. So my guest here in the next little bit is just an amazing dude. Um, I'm really excited because it's off the cuff. It's going to be a ton of fun. And quite honestly, this is the first time we've connected uh, at length for quite some time. So we'll bring him on just momentarily. But over the last couple of weeks, we've had some really cool people on the show. And we've got cool people coming up as well. Uh, last week, we had uh, a few weeks ago, we had Steve Biro on the show, and he's sporting some of our new mugs that we're doing for the Windsor-Essex County Humane Society and for the Ronald McDonald House. Uh, last week, we had Chrissy Cochran and Soul Brother Mike, aka Mike Hargraves, on the show jamming out with us, which was a ton of fun. And you can find that episode on YouTube and Spotify. Search Arms Boom and Like Project. And on Monday, the man, the myth, the legend from 93.9 The River. Mark Lander is on the show with us. Oh my gosh, this guy has a voice that could make a Wolverine purr. And uh, he'll be on the program chalk, uh, talking to us about his extensive radio career. So I'm pretty pumped up for Mark Lander to join the show. Equally excited for a man that is like a brother from another mother to me. Uh, this guy is probably one of the most genuine, nicest people I've ever met in my life. Uh, we became friends very quickly, uh, early 2007. Uh, and then he became a co-host of mine on CTV for almost 10 years. Uh, he's just what I call a Jose Canseco guest. You can throw anything at him and he's able to talk. He is a whiz when it comes to all things Windsor-Essex tourism and hospitality. The one and only Adriano Chodoli is live on the Arms Boom Lake Project. Brother, how are you? Jose Canseco? You couldn't have Jose picked a little, someone a little more, <laughs> a little the, more on the ball. <laughs> no, listen, you are the man. I am. Do you understand how excited I was one to say to have you watch some previous episodes because I think we caught your attention with Adam Castle a few few weeks back, mm. and I saw you in the stream and I'm like, oh, I'm going to put him on the spot, <laughs> and I'm just happy to see you because God, I miss you. I'll be the, I'll be the first. I, I, I miss you, dude. It's it's been it's been way too long. I, kind of become a little bit of a of a hermit over the last uh, last year and a half. I think a lot of people have and they've kind of secluded into things that are that are comfortable for them. But it, you know it, I've missed you. It has been way too long. It's been uh, it really has been I mean outside of the global pandemic and uh I say the in March 2020 when the world ended. Uh it's been a long stretch, right? I mean, we went from being essentially co-hosts right? Uh, for a number of years on CTV, Windsor and A Channel, even way back then, uh, to uh, working with each other weekly. And, and, and I say often to people who, who still come up to me about the food segment we did, the cooking segment we did, uh, you, you know, Adriano wasn't just a host. Him and his, his sister Pina were not hosts with me, but they were certainly uh, content producers. And uh, you guys have always, you and Pina and Windsor Eats have always put up such an amazing array of destinations and culinary experiences here in Windsor, Essex for folks to try. Uh, so I, I want to get to that, uh, you know, right off the bat, you know, how have you guys been coping in the pandemic? I, I'd imagine you've a lot of pivots, right? 
There have been so many pivots, way, way too many to uh, to count. And it's, I mean, not not gonna to lie. It's definitely been a, a difficult uh, year and a half uh, in the last little. Uh, you know, the last year and a half has been difficult for a uh, uh, for a tourism business, especially one like ours that was so focused on people gathering together and, and being close and, and, and intimate and, and uh, you know, just people being together. Um, so it was, uh, it's been a tough year, but we've, you know, we've, it made us think a little differently and, uh, and, and get those creative juices flowing, uh, which I, I think we're going to, we're going to come out uh, better for uh, in the end of this. Well, I think that's one thing that you and Pina do and you do extremely well is that you, again, you have that pulse of what's really happening and, and hot and cool, as the kids would say, in uh, the, the culinary and hospitality sector. But I mean, hip and cool, go, <laughs> hip and cool as, as the kids would say, not square. Um, but but you're, you're able to kind of take a look at things, eh, Adriano, and, and, and map mm. it out to say, OK, how are we going to wrap our heads around the fact that we can't gather, we can't do these things, but you guys have done a few things. I mean, I just saw on uh, CTV this week, um, you guys are doing some stuff with the the new scooters, right? I mean, yeah. that, that's kind of interesting, right? No, we. it was something that we were really excited to see coming to the city. Um, and I, I know there was a lot of, uh, you know, chatter online, uh, you know, positive and negative about it. And we just thought, we thought it was such a great thing that was coming here. And we thought it was uh, another way that we could utilize to really showcase the city in a, in a fun and exciting way. So we reached out to, uh, uh, to Bird Canada, uh, you know, proposed an idea saying, you know, we want to run tours uh, on your bikes. We don't really know if you, you have a process for a formal partnership. Uh, either way, whether you have one or not, we'd like to start <laughs> to start one. Uh, and they love the idea. Um, and we, we did a, a test one a few weeks ago and it went fantastic. Uh, and we've, we've had a great response since. I mean, it's still new and fresh, but we go around on, on the scooters visiting, um, you know, some, some of the amazing murals uh, that are uh, now scattered throughout the city and are still, the numbers are still growing with the, of the artwork. Um, and then we learned some of the history behind graffiti as well as the city. And it, it, we've gotten some great feedback on it. And it's something that we're pretty excited about. And now hopefully be able to see um, if we can grow into to more experiences and more tours on the scooters. I think, you know, some of the comments I saw, I know our buddy Adam Castle, he's tried him out. And I talked to Adam about it and, you know, how amazing it is for Windsor to have something like this. And now that I'm working primarily in the city now, uh, and I'm on the road, uh, I passed by a fleet of these. Uh, and I thought, it's nice to see Windsor and this area finally, I don't want to put it down, but like catch up to, like I remember taking something similar, but not the same uh, in Chicago, right? You go to Chicago, you've got like these different things that you can go right, right across Millennium Park and you go across the uh, the, the, the waterfront uh, like near Lake Michigan with. It's nice to see Windsor can get these things and really showcase what we have to offer. You and I have said this for years, uh, you know, how much of a gem we have in the waterfront and, and you know, the downtown core as well. No, it, and, and, it, and that was part of our thinking as well, is that we didn't, we wanted to show different ways that these can be used, right? And show that they really are a, you know, the, the scooters are something that are a benefit to the city and are something that, that people should be happy that we have here. Because it does, it shows that we're, you know, uh, as we were saying before, a little more hip and cool of a <laughs> of a city, and that we're we young and hip. Yeah, <laughs> stay off my lawn. Uh, <laughs> but, 
but you can't. It shows that you know we can have nice things, um, and and that you know that we do have the. And, not just saying that we're creative, but we do have creative minds that can utilize stuff like this to uh, to to be able to offer things that are a, a bit different and that maybe larger cities have, or even better, larger cities don't even have uh, that we're uh, we're doing for the first time. So, do you see this as expanding over the next little bit, Adriano? In your opinion, in terms of you know more investment from the city and even offering more tours per se for these particular types of devices. Like for our, ourselves or for the city in, in general? In general, either or. Like, would you guys, I mean, I'm sure you guys would like to expand the tours too, right? But like, oh, you see the city 100%. like maybe doubling down on this over the next, you know, five to 10 years? I'm I'm confident that uh, that they're going to. Uh, it, it seems like they're they're going to. Uh, I know there's been um, uh, been rumors of, of some more uh, more items coming into the uh, the city along these lines. Uh, so we're keeping our fingers crossed because yeah, we, we these things are only good. They're only a positive. There's no way, uh, unless you're a really grumpy person, uh, to to be able to uh-huh. say anything negative uh, about these scooters coming into the city. It, number one, they're just they're a lot of fun. <laughs> like they really are just a lot of fun to be on. Um, but they also provide people another form of transportation. Like this isn't even about tourism. This isn't uh, even about you know just entertainment this can be a viable form of, of transportation for people that are looking to do short distances and get there rather quickly. So, I, I mean, there's nothing but positive from, from projects like this. And it's great to see that the, the city had, uh, had decided to take this on. It's great to see my guest on the show tonight. If you're just joining the live stream, uh, we're live on Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook. Uh, love for you to comment. This is what the show is about. It's the Arms Movement Like Project. My guest, the one and only Mr. Adriano Chodoli is on the show. The live comments are coming in. Hey, shout out to Lenny. Uh, Lenny's commenting here. She goes, thank Tropical you guys for supporting hut. local Tropical <laughs> Hut. We were there a few weeks ago, exposed Liam first time to uh, some palabok and some pancit, which is Filipino dishes. Uh, folks, if you're watching the show, if you've never had authentic Filipino mm. cuisine. Amazing. Boom. Yeah. So good. And they just so opened good. up within the last week, I think, they just opened up a patio uh, as well. Uh, so it's nice. a great opportunity to, to get out there that I know Next week, we're going to be going into to phase three. So indoor dining is going to happen. But for those that are still uncomfortable and want to dine outdoors, they just uh, they just opened up a patio, which is exciting to see. Lenny, thanks for the comments. We appreciate it. And uh, yeah, check them out. They're on Goyo just before the tunnel, if I'm not mistaken, right? So like yeah. Goyo and Wyandotte. Go- Goyo and Wyandotte. You can't miss them. Tropical Hut. Lenny, thanks for watching the, the stream. Speaking of outdoor dining, one thing we used to do was Arms Eats on CTV. <laughs> And I want to bring this up because this is a flashback. Are you ready for this? This is going to be kind of wild here. Um, take a look at this. This is us. What? Holy cow. Right? I've got glasses and you, sir, are rocking like the full-on Bob Ross. You couldn't have picked a more flattering photo of me. Come on. This is how long we've been doing the segment, though. Like this, I think, was like 2010? 2010-ish? It's possible. Down at the riverfront? Um yeah, this is where we brought a lot of folks on from the local Windsor restaurant scene, though, right? That is, sorry, I'm just, I'm having flashbacks <laughs> seeing this photo right now. <laughs> and all I'm thinking, because at the riverfront, that's when we had you stomping grapes oh, on the with, riverfront. <laughs> with Live Tom, <laughs> yeah, with, with Tom, was it Tom O'Brien from Cooper's Hawk, I think, yes. right? 
Yeah. Tom O'Brien from Cooper's Hawk. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Th- that was uh that was something else. I'll tell you that. Uh but that was fun. That was part of the the draw, I guess, of the how we used to do things, right? And how we used to bring up those live guests. And a lot of folks don't appreciate, I think, the time and the effort it took for you and Pina to get those guests on the air with us. Uh, if you know, for what, a minute and a half segment, two minutes? The amount of stress <laughs> that would be caused as a result. And this is not throwing any any restaurants or anything under the bus as a result. But we would always, because a lot of people, they're uncomfortable with being on camera. And I, I completely get it, especially when it's live. You know, they they, they get nervous. So they, they feel that they can do it. They're sure of it. And then whether the day before or even a lot of times the day of, we just get a call or a text message saying, I can't do it. And so then we would be scrambling last minute being like, all right, we need someone new. We need a recipe. What do we got to do? <laughs> we're on so the we air two hours. We're on the, we're on the air in like two hours. We need some. And you would text me and I would never, ever flinch, ever flinch. Because I knew you guys would always come through in a pinch. Every Tuesday night we did this live. And then we did it on Olette in front of a channel when we used to be where the Windsor Star is now. We did that for many years. Uh, and we used to deal with all sorts of folks who would either come watch the show or they would try to be involved in the show. Just walk uh, by in front of the camera. Reach, reach, reach for some of the food uh, as we were cooking. Uh, and then times though, <laughs> those really were. That was skill though. Like really it was, it was skill for us to kind of, or the people would drive by and honk at us as we were live. Like, hey, good to see you guys. So what's going on, Jim? And Jim's what, inside. We're what here. What would always kill me though is that it would always be dead silent until the red dot came on the camera and then the chaos would start happening every single time. It's like they knew instinctively (laughs) when we were going to go live, but you were always so well polished. You were always, you always had the smile. I mean, nothing phased you. I remember there's many times I'd have my smile on and then we'd go off air and I'd be like grumbling of this, that, and the other. And then we go to the riverfront, like that photo that we just saw. And then we would go up top. When we moved to the Bell Building in 2013, um, this is us. That was a up on the view up there. That was a good time. And this is when we like legit had a whole table of food, <laughs> like a full-on meal, and doing it live. You know, <laughs> and a lot of people I don't think they realize like we were actually cooking. Like we were actually cooking food. Like this was yeah. real. And so a lot of the times. First of all, I felt bad for you because you would go and taste it like hot out of the pan or, <laughs> or whatnot while it's still scalding hot. So I don't know how you did that. But then like there was like dishes that would feed like an entire family just left there for the for the whole staff, which were like dying to dig in. <laughs> yeah. And everybody would say too, right? Like, oh, arms, you must eat really well. And I'd say like, by the time I, I do the bite, the arbitrary bite, which was like the old shtick because everybody knew it was piping hot and I would probably <laughs> have third degree burns, but I'd still do it. Uh, we'd leave it. And then you and Pina would have to, especially when we moved inside and we started to do the segment indoors. Um, I think I've got a photo of that here. Uh, Diane says, so hip and cool. Well, we tried to be. Uh, <laughs> that's debatable. Uh, but here's a, oh, that's us. Oh, here we go. Remember when we moved inside to the kitchen? And then a lot of people oh, didn't yeah. know... A, a few feet away from that broadcast was literally where Jim broadcast from. And we would have to be Jim's elbow sticking out. Right. (laughs) Right? And Jim was always so gracious. The man is a consummate professional. Like I love the guy to death and he would just, just go with it. But you guys would have to like ninja 
your way to put away everything, which was insane. Well, and I think the worst was when, if he was doing the broadcast and whether you or I said something and then you get into those little giggle fits and you're having oh. to be like dead silent <laughs> as Jim trying to, trying to oh, be serious about the news. <laughs> I know. And everyone would be like, well, you guys are in your own studio. I'm like, no, this was not Fox 2. Like we, it was like if you, yeah. If you turn the camera, it's basically how like how your shield just disappeared right now because we zoomed in. Yep, that's yeah, where Jim like this. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's where Jim was basically. <laughs> I, I want to get to that shield in a second here too. There's a lot of folks say like, "What's the deal with the shield?" But we'll tell you that and how you're connected to that too. But um, uh, one last thing here. Uh, this brings me great joy. You know, uh, I want to show you this if I can bring bring it up properly. This was our final arms eats. I think this was November of 2017. Uh, we look very young, very enthusiastic there. Um, you know, I think we look for the last show. I think we look a little too enthusiastic. <laughs> well, it was just bittersweet. We did it for like 10 years and counting, know, right? Um, but you know, it was a I lot do. of fun. I, I still miss, I miss them a lot. They were a lot of fun. As stressful as they were sometimes, it wasn't because of you. They were a lot of fun. Oh, God bless you. Hey, Michelle Plunkett's on uh, the live stream here, and she was a guest of ours for many episodes. She goes, I remember those days cooking at the waterfront. Uh, she goes on to say, yeah, we all look so very young. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can, can I also say, I don't know, I don't know when this was, but it was when we were in the, on the downtown, on Oled Avenue in downtown. Do you remember when we jumped on the tandem? <laughs> <laughs> okay. This was like, I showed Carrie, my wife, that, that video. And she's like, oh my God, like if I was with you when you did this, cause this was like when we first started doing the show, like the, the segment, she goes, it's so embarrassing. Not for Adriano. Adriano's cool. Oh no, it was, still, it was still embarrassing. <laughs> we were like, I remember Jim, like I remember in my earpiece, cause I would always have the earpiece. And I remember biking on the Tamden, Tamden bike with you. And we had some B-roll of you guys doing your, I think you guys were doing tours, right? The wine country stuff. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to end this segment with something. So we hop on the tandem bike and I, my legs are bow legged like this. And I'm trying to get my, at that point I was, I was a little bit heavier trying to get my butt on the bike and you're just laughing. And we start to swerve around like a drunk Laverne and Shirley down Olette. And I hear Jim in my earpiece, literally Crichton's in my earpiece, just dying, like laughing. And I, that's how I always, you know, like it's a good bit when Jim would ha be smiling from ear to ear and he goes, well, there you go. There's uh, arms boom and leg and Adriano down the street. And I remember we almost, we almost took out that lady coming out of yeah. the convenience store and she, and, and I was, uh, uh our, our, Dave, our cameraman was like dying too. Cause the camera was shaking. Oh, that, was a good, <laughs> that, was, that, that, you know, that, was that video is on your YouTube one. page. I think it is on the YouTube page. It is so on your YouTube page. The, uh, YouTube it. I'm pretty sure it's out there. Yeah, see, Carrie saw that video. It's in, <laughs> it's on Windsor Eats YouTube page, and she still um, married you. That that's yeah. something. That's <laughs> let's just say uh, she's she, she's seen the worst. Let me tell you, uh, Adriana Chodley is my guest on the show tonight. Uh, arms, I was going to call it Arms Eats. Oh my God, the Arms Boom and Like Project uh, on the air, our live stream broadcast, podcast, whatever you want to call it, WindsorEats.com. Adriano is on the show. So blessed to have him on the program. Uh, what a great guy. We're talking tourism. We were talking about uh, some of the cool technology and uh, I guess vehicles they have for folks to ride and some of the cool tours that Windsor Eats is doing in the midst of the pandemic. And we're kind of reminiscing about some of our cooking experiences that we've had over the years between AM 800 too. I used to have you on the air at AM 800 from time to time. And, and when I say Jose Canseco guest, 
anytime somebody would bail on me on AM 800, like somebody wouldn't show up for, cause we would do everything live on AM 800. I used to hate taping anything. It was always live. You got to do it live. And, uh, <laughs> I would call you, I text you. And you know how many times Adriano would be like, dude, we just had like a, a whiskey thing last night. Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, just come on the show. Don't worry. Like, I, somebody bailed. Like, I need you to, like, you got to talk to me. And then we ended up turning, up turning into a great segment. Like, you and Pino were always available for me. And to that, I, think, I thank you guys. I think there was even a time, there was, like, something super early in the morning. Like, super early in the morning. And I can't remember this. I don't. I can't recall. But I remember doing an interview where I was basically still head on the pillow. Like, eyes closed. <laughs> Eyes closed, <laughs> possibly still in a dream state. It's the beauty of radio, right? Yeah. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. You now, mind you, like, oh. I say super early in the morning, but like I'm not a morning person, so it could have been like 11:30. Who knows? Who knows? But honestly, th there was not a time you or Pina, if one of you couldn't have made it, but somebody from the Windsor Eats team would jump on the air. Uh, and 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 then that's the great part about it is the f you guys always have no shortage of uh, content. And, and cool things happening because you always had something on the go. You were working on something. You were doing something new. Um, you know, I, I reminisce about, you know, you did dinner on the pier, uh, which was always a big hit. I never got out to that, but I know uh, Greg Ganip from the formerly of the river. He used to go to that frequently and used to speak volumes about it. But I mean, I love the fact that you guys would take sort of like those gems of Windsor that people appreciate, or I hope they appreciate like that pier near the bridge and say, how can we make this an experience? Well, no, and, and and that's kind of it. And it was it's actually almost the opposite, where we would look at things and say, "Why aren't people appreciating this, uh, or or appreciating it more?" Um, and sure. I mean, a lot of the things that Pina and I do for Windsor Eats or or create, it's always like there's it's always just what do I like doing? Like what what do we like to do when we go away on vacation? What are we doing in other cities? What do I enjoy doing? Because if we like it, there has to be other people that enjoy it, right? Uh, we can't be the only ones uh, enjoying it. So, I mean, that's kind of how we start molding a lot of the stuff. And we look at it and be like, is there anything similar in, in Windsor? I mean, not, mind you, not everything um, uh, not everything is, is created that way. But a lot of it is just like, I enjoy doing this. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot of other people that would enjoy doing it. And that's kind of dinner on the pier. We looked at it as we thought that view at that pier was absolutely stunning. And, and people, I don't think, I mean, aside from the, the fishermen early in the morning uh, utilizing <laughs> it, I don't think truly appreciated how gorgeous it really is there. I mean, say what you will about the bridge, but it's absolutely iconic and it's right over top of you. And then looking out at the Detroit skyline and even seeing the Windsor skyline from there and having the, the waves crash around you on the pier, it's an absolutely beautiful sight. And when we did di uh, dinner on a pier, I mean, obviously, we would spruce it up a little bit more, uh, and we would have people that would leave comments saying, like, I felt like I was at a seaside resort, which you would never think anyone That's say. Awesome. Uh, yeah, you would never think anyone would say that about, uh, about the city of Windsor, but, I mean, we are, we are a water town, right? We're completely surrounded by it, so it's great that something like that was kind of utilizing that, uh, that space, and yeah, hopefully this year, fingers crossed, we'll be able to, to get it going this year, especially now that uh, we're... Uh, we're heading into uh, brighter days. Um, we're, we're hoping that we'll be able to get some of our old events back. Yeah, exactly. We're hoping to be able to get some of our old uh, old events back. So we're cautiously optimistic. Yeah, I, I hope so for you guys too. And I hope so for the restaurant industry. I mean, I think everybody 
in the region and anybody who's watching the show right now, I think everybody's done their part to get the takeout. And, uh, you know, when, when we've got in and out of lockdowns and then <clears throat> they do the events on the, the patios, mm-hmm. supporting the, the restaurants and the servers and, and the industry folks as much as we can. I mean, we've done that, but, uh, you know, I think it's going to be hopefully light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, I've, I was saying to somebody the other day, uh, at some point we're going to have to, uh, you know, life moves on. And, you know, I think with, you know, the case counts are fairly low now. Um, it would just be really nice to see uh, folks back in restaurants. Like Carrie mm-hmm. and I went out uh, here in Amherstburg. Uh, I think it was the day they started to loose the restric- restrictions about a month ago. And uh, it was just really nice to see everybody on Dalhousie. Everybody was on the streets, socially distanced, of course. Some folks still wearing masks, some folks not. Uh, but it, it was just nice to see. And then we, we made it a point because we're able to, to generously tip, uh, mm. the server that was, it was, I think we were at the artisan grill, uh, here in town. And, uh, we, we, and I love that place. I really, their surf and turf burger. Oh, so good. Um, but we try to make it known that we want to contribute, right? Because I'm sure you've heard those stories, right? From, from the folks who utilize Windsor Eats about how the industry has been really hurting over the last no, 18, ab- 19 months. Absolutely. I mean, the, the, the hospitality industry was one of the, the the hardest hit, right? And even now, they're still even as things are reopening, they're still struggling because a lot of them are are wanting to expand. Obviously, wanting to expand their services to be able to serve more customers, but they're really struggling finding staff now. And so they struggled throughout, and it was absolutely amazing to see the community really kind of rally around and support by you know ordering takeout or or delivery and and really you know realizing that this is a real moment where, you know, that term use it or lose it uh, is going to apply that if you don't support these businesses, when things come back to normal, they're not going to be there anymore. Um, So it it was really nice to see. We're keeping our fingers crossed that that carries over to the, the entertainment and the tourism side of things like even festivals and events, because restaurants were extremely hit no doubt about it they at the very least were able to do takeout things like windsor international film festival our windsor craft beer festival uh, carousel of nations nothing nothing well carousel of nations is a, a different not-for-profit but and and are bringing in revenue other ways as well but they had nothing coming in and even uh, organizations like us had nothing coming in. So we're hoping as things start reopening, as events start happening, that people realize it's the same way um, with those festivals and events that they love that hopefully when they come back, that they're willing to, to, to show that same love and support uh, in hopes that, uh, that they don't disappear. It's, it's, it's a double-edged sword and, and Jim, um, Jim's in the, the, the live stream too saying, come on, step three, it's not a real date night without dinner. You said that, right? <laughs> We were actually, um, Carrie and I were actually debating uh, Black Widow, uh, the new Marvel film is on Disney Plus tonight. And I said, listen, I got to do the show with Adriano. It might be a barn burner. I don't know how long this is going to go. But uh, <laughs> I would like to watch it. She goes, well, don't you want to go see it in the theater? And I'm like, yeah, like I do. But I, 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 I kind of like watching it at home. And maybe we'll grab some takeout. We'll, we'll grab something after we're done the show with Adriano. But I hope people realize too that you know it is a double-edged sword in the sense that it's probably going to take some time to get things back to what they were in terms of efficiency because like as Michelle commented in the feed too it's going to be hard to find staff. I think that's that's an issue really with difficult. some folks too. You know? 
absolutely extremely difficult and i mean we're looking at it as well for even myself never had anxiety in my my life and now all of a sudden you know i i see people even see people on tv and movies gathered together and i'm like how are they doing <laughs> but like, like you know it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it, it eats away and there's absolutely going to be i mean it's been long enough that people are forming habits now right and ha habits have been formed so it's going to be a, a little bit and i think even for for windsor essex it's going to be a little longer before things really get back to normal for us here at least from a from a tourism standpoint uh and uh in an event and festival standpoint um just because there's a lot of talk and this is something that that, that i believe in and, and fully uh, believe in is that there's been all this talk about a staycation boom that a lot of locals you know are going to start going out and experiencing their own community but what a lot of people first of all what we've seen from looking at other destinations during the pandemic is that that's not really happening that that staycation boom has been kind of a myth in a lot of mm. places uh, especially for urban places no one is really visiting any urban place they're getting out getting out into nature getting out into rural settings where they're not really going to be around a lot of people because that anxiety is still there and i think yeah. for windsor essex you have number one the border is still closed that takes away so many of our, our visitors right there and our customers um, and even if it does reopen there's still going to be restrictions here which a lot of americans are are really against having any more restrictions and they're being removed completely over there so are they going to come here when they know that they're still going to have to put on a mask they're still going to have to be distanced things along those lines so that's going to be a barrier but also you have windsorites that are probably going to be going elsewhere as well i mean even myself everyone they they want to get out of town they've been here for so long right that you, you want to head out and really from london up they're looking at going up to to nature like muskoka algonquin so i think up until 2022 i think it's going to be a, a little bit more of a struggle for uh uh, for the Windsor area. And there definitely are a lot of people staying in, in the, in the Harrow cottages, but I don't, I still think from that experiences point of side of things that yeah. they're really going to venture out much patios. Yes, they will absolutely do. Uh, but doing tours, uh, events or, or festivals, I think maybe a little, uh, people may be a little slower, as you mentioned to, uh, to adjust to. I think it's a, it's all comfort level, right? And uh, mm. it, it's really how people feel. Like I I know for us, like as a family, like I want to take Liam, uh, my son, out. I want to. I mean, we were kind of going to restaurants before the pandemic hit. We just started bringing him in to, uh, like we we took him to Lone Star for my mom's birthday once, and he had a blast. And uh, I, but I look at you know like different family restaurants that are in the area. I think about the, the different restaurants I'd love to take, like Motor Burger or something like that, and it's like. Yeah, we'll get like we'll get there. Like I'm, I'm sure we'll get there. Like for me personally, like I will continue to wear a mask. Um, mm -hmm. I, I see the benefits of it. It's honestly, I, I prefer wearing one, um, and I'll continue to do that. But I think it's, it's just really that comfort level for a lot of folks too. And you guys must see that too in terms of you know some of the tours and things that you're doing now, right? It's just really the comfort level for folks and what they're comfortable with. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, we even see even when things reopened for phase two. I mean, we put our tours available, we put them out there, we started offering, but we also did kind of two tier where yes, we have public tours, but if you wanted to do group tours and we lowered the number 
uh, of people that you would need for a private tour, just because we knew that some people are wanting to go out, but they're still not being comfortable about it, or they're still mm -hmm. not comfortable about it. So uh, we're, we allowed for uh, easier access for a private tour to be booked as well. Um, but we're even seeing um, things for, for those. It, it's been definitely been slower. Even last year, uh, things were very quick as far as ticket sales once the, the tours became available. Uh, but this year has been, uh, has been much slower. So, I mean, um, but it's, again, it's all that comfort level, right? It, it's yeah. absolutely all that comfort level. And that's why it's so crucial. I think folks watching the stream or listening to the, the podcast, by the way, we, we, we do turn this show into a podcast. It, it goes up usually within an hour. Once we're done the show, uh, you can search the arms boom Light project on anywhere you get your podcasts uh, from uh, Spotify, Apple store. It's all there for you. Um, yeah, people need to feel comfortable about it. And then hopefully we start to get those vibes going again about the different events. I mean, one of the ones that you dropped just a few moments ago that I wanted to talk about here is one of my favorite events. Uh, man, like we had, this was probably like one of my all-time favorite events to do with you guys. This was live. This is the first beer fest. This is us tapping a keg of beer like a bunch first of, of all, look, at, look, how much, look how much beer you've wasted right there, by the way. <laughs> look how happy I am to drink on, on television. Give you the weather and have a beer. Can I point um, out as well? That was the very that was 2013, very first year. Look how small the crowd is right there. Yeah, like, that was like the inaugural event, right? Yeah. But do you see the the one guy behind me with the toque and the shorts? He was just as excited to have that beer tapped. <laughs> He's like, "What a man's tapping the beer! I'm gonna have some too. This is great." I think you just were happy. What is it, Donkey Kong? Or you have the, the mallet that you hit all the uh, the barrels with? I think you were just happy like that. <laughs> well, I remember I remember the shoot, right? Because we were doing this, again, live on the air. And uh, we, we interviewed you and Pina about, you know, the Beer Fest and, you know, how cool it was. It was first time event. And then I remember before we went live, you said to me, I remember you saying to me, you're like, dude, you got to make sure that you hammer it. Like, you tap this because it's going to look really lame if you don't tap this. And I'm like... <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, like I never really did this in college. Like how do I tap a keg, right? And I'm like hitting it, like just trying. And then Pina's like, well, you got to like really get it. But yeah. I remember we just creamed it. And uh, yeah, back to you, Jim. Oh, arms is live and we'll, we'll walk around. As soon as the camera's off, have a beer. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to point out, I've been, I told you how to do it. But I, <laughs> even to this day, I've never actually tapped a keg myself like that. Come I on, mean, really? The, nor the normal way, but not with the mallet and the actual nozzle like that. No, I get other people to do the hard work. These are soft hands. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> like, I wonder if I can get arms down here to broadcast live. But those were like, honestly, when we used to do, because I think that was on like a Friday, if I'm not mistaken. I think, yeah. And that was outside of our usual Windsor Eats, uh, arms eat segments on Tuesdays. So when we were out, able to go out in the community on Fridays, I think that was like, a lot of people say like, well, you're all over the place. But those times of events, like, when we were actually in the community at a live event, I mean, for me speaking, uh, doing it for as long as I did, that's where like the adrenaline kicks in, right? Especially when you've got a crowd kicking, it's, it's something about it. It's like you're live, you're in the element, you're feeling it. We had, we had fun. We had fun. Well, it's, it's that fear of the unknown of what's going to happen around you as well. Right. Which makes it, which makes it so exciting and gets that adrenaline going. At least it does for me. I'm, I mean, I'm the, I'm the same way where I kind of, I'm, I'm better. You know, I, I work better when I'm under pressure like that. Um, but I, I do want to point out as well, first of all, because I don't think I've ever done it, uh, ever actually told you. And in, now that we have an audience, I, I might as well, is that <laughs> the support that it's a good thing. Don't worry. It's not a bad thing. This is, this, this is what the project's all about. It's <laughs> off the cuff. It's raw. It's real. 
But like the support that you gave so many different events and so many different organizations like throughout the years really has been incredible. And and, and I want to thank you even just for for everything that you've done for Windsor Eats is, is a big thank you. And I know Pina feels the same way as well and is really thankful for everything you did. Listen, I, I <clears throat> when I... You told this me to year, say that, so you're going to be able to pay me afterwards. Yeah, yeah hang on. Let me write you a check now. Let me, where's my checkbook here in my office? Hang on. All, no, right. but, but all kidding aside, though, you know, I got the sign up in my office here behind me. I don't know if you, you folks can see it here, but it says, we rise by lifting each other up. And uh, I, I, I firmly believe that. I think, you know, I said to somebody the other day, everybody wants to ride on the limo with you. But it's your real friends that'll get on the bus with you. And A. Gerano has been there with me on the limo, and he's been there with me on the bus. And uh, I, I, I'm all about, especially in 2021, you surround yourself with good people and getting back to what makes me feel happy. And uh, working with people like you and Pina, it was just easy. And it was no secret. Like, I tell people all the time, like, you know, when we used to do those events and, you know, the coverage, and was it news? Depends on who you ask, right? I, I can sit here and debate with somebody about what qualifies as news and uh, social media age uh, till the cows come home. But what I consider, like I look at Carrie, I use my wife again as a barometer. She doesn't really pays her what the latest stuff is coming out of Queens Park, but she is thoroughly excited when there is a article about uh, a new restaurant opening up in Walkerville when they turned... Uh, God rest his soul, Mark Boscario's place into the Greek, uh, the Greek place I drove by the other day. Uh, to her, that's news. So, like, what, what is news, right? So then I would look at, say, Detroit television, especially when we were doing the TV stuff, and I would look at Detroit TV and Chuck Gatica, who was like one of my mentors, uh, one of my idols, really. Uh, would they'd send Chuck out to go do food segments all the time, and I and I would sit there and I'd say, well, why can't we do that in Windsor? You know, I granted Detroit's one of the major markets in the United States. I think it's number seven out of all the markets you can be in for television. Yeah, but it's even um, better reason to look up to what they're doing, though. Yeah, it's not reinventing the wheel. It's you find somebody who's doing something good and you put your own spin on it. And God, I will, I will die on a cross for this in terms of or fall on a cross for this. You, you, you give people some local. You gotta let them know what's. I think if anything, this pandemic, if there's many things this pandemic has taught folks, is the importance of local voices and the importance of getting your information from a local source but not even just local but also the good aspect of it as well and that it's not all just negative 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 because then that's when you kind of have people start starting to tune it out right yeah I, I, my thought. no and i'm glad you brought that up because you know we're we're, we're selling the mugs now with the show logo which i've got yours i gotta drop it off at your house um um we're selling the the mugs with the show logo. And I, I said to Carrie, I always wanted to do some swag for a show. Um, there was never any budget for it. So now that I'm doing my own show, uh, I teamed up with Divinal Designs. And, and you know, she Debbie over at Divinal says to me, she goes, she goes, it's cool that you're doing like good news. And I said, yeah, it's, it's good news. It's real conversations. Uh, and it's a conversation back and forth with folks. But there's a study that was just released where they said, you know, you have to stay up to date on what's happening. You should stay up to date what's happening in the news. But if you are constantly being bombarded by the same negative, I'm going to say crap mm-hmm. over and over again, it's not good for your mental health. It's not good for conversations. And I'm not saying that you can't hold people accountable. And I'm not saying that you can't, and not everything's going to be sunshine and lollipops. Okay. But 
you have, I think, an equal duty to highlight those unique voices and that original content and some of the good news to offset some of that as well. Because you can't constantly be ber ber berated by all this negativity. Like it's just, for me, it's like, you're right. I just click out. I'm done. Give me something well, it's new. It's kind of like what, the, the story of the, to some extent, the story of the boy who cried wolf, right? You keep, you keep yelling out, you keep yelling out. Eventually people stop listening. It's just, uh, you know, I, I just to go back to what you said, though, brother, it's like I was just very fortunate to be able to spend a lot of time with a lot of folks and get to know a lot of people and uh, really talk about what this area, what I think finally this area is starting to see is that, you know, these folks coming in from Toronto and all over the place settling here in Windsor, that it's a beautiful area and there's some really cool stuff happening here in the region. Um, oh, God bless you, Michelle. We appreciate the comments oh, as well. Jim saying, Ray, right on. Ray I don't on, know for what, on. but I agree with you, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then there's some nice quick plug there from, from the missus as well. Um, you know, it's just, it is what it is. And, uh, you know, it's, we, we can have, you can have difficult conversations with folks and I think you can, you can hold people accountable. Uh, you can ask tough questions, but Windsor is a small enough town that you can also be very respectful and mindful of folks as well. well um, absolutely. But, and the thing I love about Windsor as well is that, it's also small enough that you can actually make a difference. You know, you know, you know what I mean? Like you, you don't have to feel like the, the small fish in the, in the big pond, if you're in Toronto or something that what you're doing might not make a difference. Like it's much easier to make a difference here and not saying that we're, we're small minded because we're absolutely not, but it, it's just, it's almost that right size. Yeah. And it's, um, and I think Windsor's in a really good position personally. You know, um, I, I work closely with um, Royal LePage Binder Real Estate as well. And <clears throat> some of the content that we've been talking about through the brokerage lens in the last little bit has been, you know, certainly there's been an influx of folks coming from the GTA area down here to Windsor, which is, you're going to see, right? I mean, to them, they're selling their properties for 1.5 million in Toronto coming down here and they're getting like decent sized houses for that. But I think people are really surprised to see you know, what this region has to offer. And, and Windsor's in that position, I think in the next 10 to 15 years, where we're really in a unique opportunity where we're going to be able to have those relationships build and, and those communities build. Like I was out, I say this every time when I have guests on the show, I don't know why it amazes me, but it does. I was out in Tecumseh because uh, I'm working now in the city primarily. Uh, I was going to a donor's house and I couldn't believe Manning Road and 22. Like to me, I don't know if you've been out there lately, but they've got the, um, they got a hotel right behind Sobeys now. Uh, they've got a, a lot of the brownstone uh, mm -hmm. townhouses. And I was like, man, this is like, it's like a Mississauga feel. I know it's terrible, not terrible to say, but it's just, it just seems like there's so much activity. And it's nice to see that I think we're getting to that point where we're starting to grow, you know? Yeah, no, it's, for the longest time, I think Windsorites were their own worst enemies. Uh, in, yeah. in terms of how they actually spoke of their city or, uh, you know, to even, you know, just showcase their city. But I think, I think that's been starting to change in the last, in the last couple of years, at least I'm keeping my fingers crossed. Uh, it just seems that, uh, uh, that there, there just seems to be a different way that people are starting to talk about Windsor, which is lovely to see because there's so much potential in this area. Yeah, it, it's it'll be it'll be something great, I think, for and especially for you guys at Windsor Eats. I mean, you'll be able to continue to do some really cool stuff and do some really neat and unique uh, events. Um, which you got to be thinking about some stuff, right? Like, I don't want <laughs> I don't want to put you on the spot, but you got I know you're you're constantly thinking about different events and things, and other things are starting to loosen up. 
Uh, I know last time when I was at CBC, you and I were talking about uh, turning uh, Canadian Club Center in that area, focusing a little bit more on whiskey. And I know you have oh, the whiskey absolutely. town stuff. And, I mean, and is that last, yeah, for the last few years, I mean, we've really there's a lot to offer here in, in Windsor, Essex, but we really felt like to, to really get people's attention to come visit an area, you have to be different. You have to be unique. We have an amazing wine region, but when people are looking at wine regions, you're obviously having to compare with Niagara. Now you're having to compare uh, with Prince Edward County, which is just outside the, the GTA. You're even Michigan is, is getting a growing wine region now as well. So to be able to lure people, is that something that's enough? Same with breweries. Yes, breweries were, were are, and they're still amazing and, and national award-winning breweries here in, in Windsor. But almost every city and town you go to now has, you know, a handful of breweries. So is that won't necessarily be enough to people. They play an important part in the entire puzzle, but there's nothing, like I, I and, and they're probably going to hate me for saying this, but, but they, they might not necessarily be the main thing that, entices people to come down there'll be the complimentary piece that ensures that they visit um and so we looked at it as there was nothing really being promoted from the from a windsor standpoint or a windsor essex standpoint that was uniquely us um mm -hmm. when we have that story we have north america's largest distillery here we have the, we're the birthplace of canadian club we have the rum running history these are things that not even Kentucky to, to, to some extent can touch us on. Um, and, and so we looked at it as why not em embrace that and really showcase that. So for a few years now, we've really been pushing the angle of having Windsor and, and Essex County really known as whiskey town, Canada. And we've, you know, we started developing the tours around whiskey. We, we developed the, the festival around whiskey. It's great to see the investment that, uh, you know, Hiram Walker has now put and Pernod Ricardo and Corby's have put into creating uh, their experience center now. Wolfhead uh, is is do, starting to do amazing things now. And so it's really starting starting to grow. And once you start kind of building capacity of things around those, those whiskey experiences, whiskey tourists have and spend a lot of money. <laughs> they absolutely, I do like my they, whiskey. Absolutely. And they, they search it out um you know they're willing to, to spend more they're willing to stay more or stay longer uh which are exactly the 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 types of tourists that you want um these are people that are well well educated <laughs> uh, and have a lot of disposable income and they're not going to be doing it if they stay for four days three four days they're not going to be doing something whiskey morning you know noon and, and night they're going to venture out and do all these other experiences which is where you know the breweries come in the wineries come in the experiences uh, other tours uh come in shopping all these other parts then kind of are the the spokes around the hub uh that is whiskey and we've we've had great success with it so far and we're hoping uh once the pandemic is over that we can uh, can really start pushing it again what about pot? <laughs> like, do, 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 are you, are you, you offering? <laughs> that's another episode for a later date. That's that's, that's going to be a branch off show. Here's no, my but, thought uh, on pot. We had an opportunity, and I think we lost it. Um, with pot? With pot, I, I really do. Especially being a border town, uh, I don't think it was fully embraced. Uh, and Michelle's laughing uh <laughs> laughing there i still think it'll have a great retail um 
retail aspect. I think it's still going to be popular from a retail standpoint, from a visitor standpoint. I really think that it wasn't fully embraced in this region uh, right off the get-go when Michigan still hadn't legalized it. Uh, but now Michigan has legalized it and they've really have taken it, I think, a little bit of a step further uh, than what uh, Ontario and, or Windsor-Essex at least has uh, from uh, from experiences, which we lost that opportunity to now bring those visitors over uh, with something that for a while they were able to get here that they couldn't get there, which is unfortunate. But Yeah, because we had, like you said, we were sort of out of the gate before they could kind of get their ducks in a row, so to mm-hmm. speak, or buds in a row. Um, but I think, uh, and, and you talk about like the, yeah, there's the, the good old buns. They're coming out again. Um, but you've got like, you got a Freya in, in the county. You've got a lot of these greenhouse growers making the pivots to marijuana mm-hmm. uh, and, and that production with it as well. Uh, and then you take a look at some of the unique things that have happened, even like in Denver, Colorado, like I saw on NBC News with Lester Holt a few weeks ago. Uh, they had some sort of story, but they were showcasing a particular uh, dispensary, and literally right beside the dispensary was like a pizza place, and it was the same. It was the same owner, uh, <laughs> owner, but like they they had like you you get your joint and you go get a slice, like, like brilliant, and, and, and they had like a line, like it it was kind of crazy, and I don't know, it's just they made the big deal about it. I remember we covered so much of that stuff at the CBC when I was there. And it's just like you said, it just kind of faded away. I I think there's so many restrictions around it right now. Um, And come on, Michelle, you should know we love the dad jokes. (laughs) My whole life now, Michelle. (laughs) Honestly. (laughs) Sorry. I was just thinking of a joke in my head. I, I think there's, from an Ontario standpoint, there's so many restrictions around it. And I get it. When something first happens or, or first comes out, you're going to heavily restrict it and then eventually start easing it. Uh, but I, I think because of that, um, I just I, I think a lot of opportunity was lost as to, to from a tourism standpoint, what could have happened um, sure. with, uh, with cannabis, um, which hopefully, I mean, hopefully I'm wrong. I, I always, when I say stuff like that, I always hope I'm, I'm wrong. Um, but maybe, I mean, we do have one of the largest growers in, in the area uh, that hopefully, um, you know, as things ease up and, and they're able to start doing tours and, and create experiences around it, uh, that it can start bringing, uh, bringing people in, much like we have North America's largest distillery here. I mean, we have that now. Uh, one of the largest growers here, which could be uh, could be beneficial when uh, when restrictions ease a little, little bit. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, my friend. Um, <clears throat> I remember when it was 2014, you were on me to uh, get my button gear and go check out Canadian Club and the uh, the Brand Center, and I was like, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, born and raised here in Windsor. Uh, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. I went, and I got to tell you, that was one of the most memorable Sundays I spent. Because I was like into the Boardwalk Empire phase on HBO, so Steve Buscemi and all that stuff. And I was like blown away just because of like the experience that was there. Are they pre-pandemic? Were they open or were they, was that on the fence or what was up with that? Like how pre-pandemic? <laughs> yeah. Well, we're, say 2019, right? 2019-ish. Were they still open or no? No, I don't think they were open in 2019. No, they definitely weren't open in, in 2019 or going into the pandemic, uh, which is unfortunate. And there's, I mean, there's 
a whole backstory uh, behind that. And I'm, I'm not aware of everything sure. b- behind it, which is unfortunate because it really is part of that unique story that we have as well. So to be able to welcome the public into that space would be absolutely incredible. And another massive, not even a piece of the puzzle, but like a, the border, <laughs> the, the whole frame of the puzzle to, to really help tie everything together as well. Uh, so hopefully one day, I mean, hopefully we'll be able to see it reopen, uh, reopen soon, but um, I, I, I can't foresee that happening soon, really. Which is unfortunate. Uh, if showing, yeah, it was just, it was epic, right? Like I just, I, I, th- I have pictures of it and I just, we had such a good time. And that was because you're like, hey, dude, you got to check this out. It's pretty cool, man. Like you're going to love it. Uh, Adriano Chodli is my guest on the show, uh, windsreads.com. Uh, like you just, I remember too, like you, when the food trucks started to come to town and uh, you were like, dude, you got to try this one, this one, this one. And then we would bring some of them on, on TV and then we would eat well afterwards. Uh, I remember we did the, uh, or is it you guys were teamed up with Chris Zinski for the zombie run. It was a 2015. And then there was some food trucks there too. And that was fun, right? You run a 5k and then you pig out. Um, well, I'm happy you brought up Chris Zinski as well, because first of all, he's a great, great individual, but he was another, much like I was talking about earlier about those, those businesses and those organizations that were putting on events that were all about people gathering I, I think a lot of people realize like his whole business essentially had to stop. Like you, you couldn't do group runs anymore and who knows what it's going to be like when you're doing runs anymore. Right. And so <laughs> hopefully that's not something that has been lost forever, at least in this area, because Chris was absolutely amazing at what he, I mean, he would be hired by like multinational corporations across North America to organize uh, running events for them. And like, he was amazing at what he did. And, I, and, and it's just, it was special that he was in Windsor. At least to me, it was special that he was in Windsor and still doing these smaller scale events in Windsor as well. Chris was the dude who got my butt off the couch when I was working out before I got married um, to do a 5k. And my first 5k was here in the beautiful town of Amherstburg. We did the Canada day run and I, I actually did it. I think our time was like, I, my medals are somewhere here in the office, but, and my medal was like 28 minutes and it was such a, fu- it was an experience, right? You're doing the 5k fine. You hit the markers, but then he's got like a Bob and Doug McKenzie lookalike over near the beer store, you know, cat calling you as you run by. And then he's got, you know, somebody dressed up like a RCMP officer, like, it just it was those those extra touches that made it a very mm-hmm. special experience. Well, no, exactly, and it, I I don't know if people know. I mean, hopefully they knew, but like he brought the color run here. That's massive. Like that's absolutely massive that the color run happened here in in, in Windsor, and that was a result of of Chris. And and so like it, he knew his industry. He knew knows it very well, and and, and it really was the amount of people from outside the area that he brought here was incredible and and i am happy you brought him up because he does deserve a lot of credit for what he did for for providing some of those fun activities and and well well run fun activities for people to do uh quick plug for chris too chris and um uh greg Gnip, formerly of 93.9 the river they have a weekly show uh that they do much like this show uh, and they dive into some topics like uh, runs and different pop culture items, too. You can find more on Chris Uzinski's page, too. Uh, we're going to try to get those guys on the program 
over the next little bit. They're uh, just fantastic dudes. Um, speaking of fantastic dude, you, I want to I want to get back from like the tourism thing and the work talk about how much uh, you and I bonded over the years. Um, <laughs> this was like I think early 2016. I sat you down after one Arms Eats episode, and I said, "Listen, man, I want you to be my master of ceremonies at my wedding." Can so can I tell you how fuck? Sorry. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's a live stream. It's good. Fine. If this is I'm raw. This is raw. All right, good. good. I'm going to say it again, though. Can I tell you how fucked up that was? You, you're you a news broadcaster. Your whole circle is news broadcasters. And then I'm asked to go up on stage and be the MC talking to, <laughs> to, to the whole, which I'm so grateful for. And I so appreciate it. And I love doing it. I absolutely didn't. I was honored to do it. Okay. So the reason why, okay. I, I told you, like, you and I got along like two peas in a pod, right? And I knew that Jimmy, Jim uh, Crichton, I wasn't going to ask him for a couple of reasons. One, I wanted him to to enjoy himself, him and Pat. And two, uh, you know, it, I wanted you to be up there because you knew you knew my dad, you knew you knew my mom. You know, we hung out a couple of times, and you kind of got to know the family over the years too. So, and you're you're very personable, right? Like you've always you're you're off the cuff. You were good, and it was like. I was going to invite you to the wedding anyways, but I, I was like, man, I'm going to put him on the spot. And I remember, <laughs> you're like, really? And I, 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 speaking of whiskey, do you remember I got you the bottle of whiskey uh, and I oh, made I custom labels. You still, still have, have it? a little bit of it left. Little bit of it left. I did for I everybody who was in the wedding. I, I got them. I, I love Canadian club. Like if I'm drinking whiskey, it's Canadian club, small batch, 12 year. And I, I, I actually designed special superhero graphics for, and yours, I think, was Luke Skywalker. Yeah, I got yeah. Skywalker with his, his lights. Well, the water bottle I was even drinking, right? Is, yeah, uh, the Stormtroopers. Star Wars Stormtroopers. Yeah, but, but uh, I, I was just—it was just such a blessing. And I, and it was funny. We were looking at our wedding video the other day, and uh, there were some 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 gems on there too, of you just with some of the one-liners and stuff. It was just like, it was just so well done. So it, I, I I just publicly. I'm extremely grateful and, and honored that you asked me. And I really enjoyed it. I really did. Well, that's the thing when you were like, dude, what's with that shield? That's the shield, uh, the Captain America shield that I walked down the aisle with uh, when we got oh hitched. I, I still kept it. I used to have it in my garage. But once I got my home office up and running, I uh, nice reminder <laughs> too. But uh, everyone's like, oh, is that a Captain America shield? And I'm like, yeah. Jim's saying, yeah, no pressure, eh? All the news people <laughs> yeah. there, one way or another, <laughs> you end up on TV. <laughs> it was good. But we, you know, I, I just, I look back, when you look back at the past and you look back at, you know, people that come into your life and uh, really inspire you to be better, do better, uh, think more about other folks and, and to really just, you know, be passionate about something. I think that to me, you're like right at the top of the list for me, because you've always, I mean, in any capacity through my career in broadcast, whether it was AM 800 or CTV or the CBC, anytime I was looking for a local spin on things or looking local angle, like I would call you up for, you know, when Uber Eats was coming to town, right? So what does that mean? Uh, so we let's go to our expert uh, Adriano or, you know, when we were doing some of the live streams on CBC after the six o'clock show, uh, you were always there for me. And uh, I, I, I really appreciate it. And, you know, folks will still come up to me every once in a while and bring up about, you know, our, our cooking segment and stuff. And I would say, yeah, he's just a solid, solid individual. So, Thank I you. just, it, you're very, very, Windsor's blessed to have you and Pina in it. 
uh, I'm blessed to call you a friend. And I think uh, you don't get told enough about how vitally important your role is in the city and uh, how much of a, a big heart you have. So thank you. That, that, that first of all, it means a lot coming from you. And, and, and yeah, I mean, of course, I would always step in and not even from a self selfish standpoint. It's just that shit arms needs help. He needs, he needs someone to fill the spot. All right, I'm doing it. I'll be there for him. Like that, that's, that was the mindset that I always went in. I'm, I'm, you mentioned passion. I'm very much a person that is all in. Like when you say you're, when I say I'm doing something, you have my full attention, my, like all my heart, my passion, everything is going into it. Right. Um, I, I like, I don't dip my toe in. I'm jumping right into the deep end, which is hilarious because I don't even know how to swim, but I'll figure it out, right? <laughs> which, to me, on the opposite end, that's why I, you mentioned Pina, is that I'm so thankful Pina is there as, as part of Windsor Eats as well because a lot of times she's the one that's having to fish me out of jumping into the deep end. And Lily's like, all right, let's bring it back a little bit. Rain it in. Rain it in. Rain it in. Let's think about this a little bit. So, I mean, we, right. we're, we're a per and I feel bad that she's always put in that position because of me. <laughs> but, but I mean, we, we balance each other out, but it, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm always, if I believe in something, if I like something and, 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 and I'm there and I'm supporting it, I'm jumping in a hundred percent with everything I've got. And that pretty well, much goes with everything in my life. Good, good or bad. <laughs> I mean, I think the older we get, uh, you know, I'm, I'm turning 40 this year. We're young, hip, and cool. Remember young, hip, and those who, it's like, what, what is that music on the radio they're doing there? I don't understand them, and I don't understand all these kids. No, I, I've turned into that old man, though. Like, I really have. And Carrie says, you are just grumpy. And I'm like, <laughs> she's like, you're a grump. And I'm like, I just, it, like, I've uh, many times in different meetings, I've said, you know, the, you know, millennials, they got that thing that they're doing there, and it's like uh, on the TikTok, what they're doing there. Like, I, I, I like. I used to think I knew what what it was, and then they changed what it was, and now I wish I knew what it was so I could be with it. You know, like <laughs> honestly, like I, I just feel like my my sister's like you know Marissa's up in my sister Marissa. She's up in London now. She's a teacher in the the London District School Board, and uh, very happy for her. She graduated the U, and you know she's living her life up there. And we see her every couple weekends. And my other sister Vanessa, she's at the U here in town for uh, psychology. And uh, they, like they come over to our house. We have a bonfire at my place now. I just kind of sit back with a beer and listen to them talk. And it's like, I don't understand what you guys are saying. <laughs> like, I just, I don't get it. I don't know. I feel you old. Know, I do. I've, I've, I've been having a few more moments like that. Um, but then I also still have moments where, you know, it, it's 11 o'clock at night. I lean back and I'm watching cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> Same. But like, and then I get mad at around cartoons. during the day in short shorts and a tank top and flip flops. So. Dude, I I wear, I seriously like, I, that's what if I'm not, I don't have to leave the house. I'm wearing flip flops all the time. And <laughs> I, you talk about the cartoons. It's like I'm the same way too. Like Carrie has her shows that she watches, and then I'm like, I just got into like Rick and Morty, so I've been watching a lot of Rick and Morty that's, and catching that's up. A great one. Oh my god, it's such a good show. And uh, I try to watch some of the the other stuff, and it's like, again, it's like I'm like. Kind of get my glasses on, and like I'm doing one of these. I get my blue my blue light glasses. I'm like, what is that on the television there that they're talking about? 
<laughs> please tell That's me, a, yeah, please tell me you raise them, raise them up, I or do. bring them down, and then put them back. Yeah. <laughs> Is that the the TikTok? Is that the they got that TikTok there where they're doing this and this and this, and they're pointing at different things. And then you swipe up and swipe down. Is that the same thing as the Tinder? You know, like nobody knows. I don't know. I don't know I will, anything anymore. I will say I'm, I've never really acted my age ever. Uh, so, and so my office, right? I, so. I, I think that's. I think that helps me and people thinking I'm not as old as I am, <laughs> mainly because I, I don't act anything like I should. Well, I think age, okay, they always say age is a number fine, right? But what really like devastated me, okay? So speaking of TikTok, I do know what TikTok is. I am on TikTok. I have not posted anything on TikTok. I'm not ready to go down that road yet. Thank you very much. But I will do the the swiping and watching everybody's feeds and laughing and finding some fun stuff. Right. Oh my God. It's so good. It's so good. Sometimes though, like here's my issue with TikTok. Okay. I get people want to get on there and I get like people become viral on TikTok and they do all that stuff. Right. But some of the stuff is really, they're really funny or it's interesting or, you know, Carrie's page has different things that comes up. I have like a lot of like the, the resellers, like people go to the thrift stores and they resell online. I think that's fascinating, but that's how old I am. But then you see like, I'm all cats, like my whole (laughs) whole cats and dogs and (laughs) cats and dogs. You animal lover, you, um, but you see like the scroll, but then you you get to some of them that are just like cringy when people are doing stuff and you're like, Oh, God, no, or even no, the ones no. even like oh that's so fake like come on <laughs> yeah it's like i don't know i i just i don't know i i know what the the tiktok's about uh, the tiktok but it's like <laughs> and you just aged 10 years right I there just aged right? 10 years. but i saw but i did see on tiktok what, what scared me so i'm gonna be 40 this year uh december 11th i'm turning 40 i'm hoping again things ease off and i'm hoping i'm, I'm like on the fence right now like do we go as a family trip for 40 or are we able to leave Liam with grandma, grandpa? Um, you know, so anyway, so I, anyways, I'm turning 40. I saw, you know, the golden girls, I know we're fans of the golden girls, right? Right. Like Sophia Blanche, that show in the, the late eighties, uh, early nineties, right? Blanche in the show of the golden girls was 51. What? Yeah. It said on the TikTok, they said Blanche, people are saying, now I feel old because people are are like, Blanche was 51. If Blanche is a 51-year-old in the Golden Girls, I'm 11 years away from being a golden guy. That's, no. Yeah, I I mean, that's what I said on the TikTok, right? And look, people are saying, Adam Castle joining the (laughs) show. Start start a thing now where people are going to be like, uh, again, pull the old man arms. Kids on the (laughs) TikTok. Adriano and that uh, boomerang guy talking about the TikTok. You know, <laughs> sorry, I couldn't hear louder, huh? Hey, <laughs> what you got there? You know, at my age, we had MySpace and we had the gentleman named Tom, and he was great. And uh, well, that, you know, you know you're, you're mentioning about uh, about Golden Girls, but it blew my mind as well that I was reading the other day, and I don't know why this <laughs> stop saying the TikTok. You know, that's the only way I'm going to be saying it now, just to back you up. <laughs> We're starting a trend here on the project. It's called the TikTok now. I read the other day, and I don't know how I didn't know about this before, that in The Simpsons, Homer's 34. What? No. Yeah. Yeah. 34, and he's like... Yeah. Wow. 
I was like, that can't be right. Well, Maggie's been going to that uh, that interwebs black hole (laughs) where you start googling things left and right. (laughs) Everything's connected, and you know, Simpsons was a show though. Honestly, where it's like, I still love watching it, but I can't remember how I fell off the Simpsons. Like I've always been a Simpsons fan, but I know in the '90s and late '80s or the '90s, I was huge fan. Like I think most people were. But then it's just like it's like comfort food because it's like it's on, so I'm gonna watch it, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I'm that way with Seinfeld, oddly enough. Like for me, yes, like, although I never fell off Seinfeld, like I pretty much quote it still like two or three times a day. <laughs> like I, 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 I think I think it was the greatest show ever. But yeah, it's 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 that comfort. I, I agree with you. Favorite character on Seinfeld? It's either George or his dad. Frank yeah, Costanza. I, th- I think I think it might be Frank Costanza to tell you the truth. Frank Costanza is so good. <laughs> stop short. Yeah. Kramer, stop short. Like so good. You got the A cup. <laughs> the B cup. <laughs> the C and the D. <laughs> and then like what is his wife too? Estelle. She was yeah. so good. George! George! Oh, such a good show too. No, no, and for that, some reason, it just reminded me of my own family. So that's probably why I <laughs> like it so much. Like, this is like looking in the mirror. <laughs> oh, God. How about so, yours? Uh, favorite show or favorite? No, because well, I don't know if you were too much of a Seinfeld fan. I was. But, I, I like Seinfeld. I wasn't like super, like I have it all on DVD. Make me sound old again, but I have them all on DVD somewhere. Um. I I don't know. I for me is Kramer. I, I Michael Richards I think is just comedic brilliance. I mean yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're like like yeah, right? Giddy up. Um <laughs> giddy up. Uh you said it, Jerry. Um I, I, I Kramer and Newman were probably for me were the two ah, Newman. And then, then you got the That was the greatest thing. That was the I think that's what made the show that good though at least in my opinion we're selling bras selling bras <laughs> the man's ear by the way man's ear <laughs> man's ears or the bro either the one so great about that show is that i don't think you can say any one character was the best on it is that they all complemented each other so well and i think there was there's a, a seinfeld uh, Instagram account uh, that someone did where during the mar- during March they did like a March Madness um, uh, a March Madness breakdown of the greatest uh, scenes in uh, in on Seinfeld uh, and I was so happy that I felt justified that the scene I always thought was the greatest was the one that came through but it was just it was amazing to see all the different characters kind of all had their moments in that March Madness bracket as they came. Uh, you know, as it came to a head. Uh, but the one that won was uh, the marine biologist. <laughs> the sea oh, was with- angry that day, my friend. <laughs> and then, like, everybody freaks out. We've got, like, a debate going in the thread here. My wife, Carrie, is, like, not a Seinfeld fan. She's, like, unpopular opinion. Seinfeld is overrated. Adam Castle fires one on here. It's Super okay, unpopular. I-, I told Arms I thought the same thing about you. So it's all good. <laughs> I like I, 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 Kenny Rogers chicken, man. Kenny. 
the light goes on. So good. Mr. Marbles. Mr. Marbles. <laughs> Um, Diane said, yeah, I, I could never get into it as well. Um, I'm going to have to agree with my wife here and say the office is so good. See, I the never office. really got into the, I mean, I watched it because what else was I going to do during the pandemic? I watched it from like beginning to end in what felt like just three days. Um, sure. but, <laughs> but which I'm sure a lot of people did, uh, <laughs> with shows during the pandemic and Michael Scott or, um, like why can't uh, Steve Carell. Steve Carell, thank you. Steve Carell, yep. I mean, he was brilliant in his character. Do not get me wrong. And, and, and I will give him that credit because he really agitated me in, in just how he would behave. And I don't know why, but it would just really irk me. Are you talking like the first? Because the first season with Michael Scott, where they like they didn't give him the proper hair piece, like they actually gave him plugs, like the whole thing, and they made like they actually on the documentary they they made Steve Carell wear clothes clothes that were too big for him, so it was a very like off putting look. And then they tested the show, and a lot of people didn't like it, like the first couple of episodes. So they kind of revamped it. And they made him sort of that lovable kind of buffoon that people kind of grew to love. I mean, I, I love The Office. I, I like Steve. I'm a big Steve Carell fan. Um, Rain Wilson is Dwight Schrute, assistant to the regional manager. Um, and I even liked it when Will Ferrell took over for a couple of episodes. I know Carrie <laughs> yeah. hate. Like, Carrie's I, I not a Will Ferrell fan, but I love I'm a Will huge, Ferrell. I'm a, huge, I'm a huge Will Ferrell fan. I was actually having this conversation the other day with someone that I, like, I absolutely love Will Ferrell. And I think it, it got me hooked on watching uh, from his Saturday Night, Li Saturday Night Live uh, clip when he was the one of the lovers in the hot tub. <laughs> it was him and Rachel Dratch used to do yes. that skit. Right? Like, Come here and let me experience love. And then they like, they like the guest stars will always be like, oh my God, such a good one. <laughs> such a good one. Adam Castle saying, hey, Shit's Creek. One of the yes. best. That was, that, that was cool. I, I like it. I thought it was a great show. I think Carrie's rewatched Shit's Creek probably twenty times. Uh, yeah, there we go. Hundred percent agree. <laughs> Ten times, growing strong on there too. I for me, it's like uh, pandemic-wise. Obviously, like I've been lucky as a nerd um, to have Marvel content come out every week, uh, day in and day out. Like uh, I, we have Disney Plus. I love it. I've actually got into um, Disney has done a really cool job reinventing Mickey Mouse. Uh, and friends for it's kind of like a Ren and Stimpy style. If really? you remember that show, yeah, yeah, it's it's the Wonderful World of Mickey Mouse and Liam loves it. And I like laugh, like it's funny, like it's really funny stuff. And it's like Mickey, Donald, Daisy, Goofy, but it's like done in a very Ren and Stimpy, not like gross, but like the animation styles like that. And it's very tongue in, tongue in cheek. Like there's little cameo appearances from other Disney characters in the background. Uh, Scrooge McDuck's in it too on a couple of episodes. It's amazing. Well, and, Disney uh, was always great at doing that, that it was content for kids, but there was still those tongue, like you mentioned, the tongue in cheek things that adults like would get and laugh about. Um, so it, Disney has always been brilliant like that. I mean, even back in the day, wasn't Animaniacs Disney? Were they uh, Disney? Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers sorry. Warner Brothers, yeah. 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 No, but that, that was another good show too, that they brought back too. Um, they've got a revamp of that now too. I actually watch it on Amazon Prime too, but um, yeah, no, I've been watching a lot of Disney stuff uh, with Liam, which is great. And we're big Disney fans here at this house. And the Marvel stuff. I mean, okay, here's the thing. 
we got to talk about this. We're like going way into overtime. You're good to stick around <laughs> for a couple more. Okay. Uh, well, you don't know. My plan is to go past midnight. You're missing. Uh, you're missing Black <laughs> Widow tonight. Sorry, Carrie. <laughs> yeah, she's gonna be like, well, we'll just go see it in the theater. But that's no. I, and I told her, I said, I may go along with Adriano because I miss my, I miss my buddy. Um, oh, uh, we got to talk about this. Uh, Star Wars fan, uh, have you seen The Mandalorian? I please say yeah. Oh yeah, such oh, a yeah. good show, right? It, it phenomenal. Absolutely oh, phenomenal. God. Like, I think a lot and, of people were a little too hard on the whole, uh, and I'm going to be spoiler if you haven't watched it, <laughs> um, for the whole uh, Luke Skywalker thing. I think they were a little too hard on that. I thought it was very well done. I thought it fit in with the story as well. Oh, at the at the end, right? Like the yeah. end of season two. Oh yeah, yeah. I I got I got goosebumps. I got goosebumps now talking about it. Like I thought that was such a and to see Mark Hamill go on Twitter and say like finally that's that's the Luke Skywalker I wanted originally for you know past the ryan johnson mm. stuff in the last jedi is so good and then like they brought back boba fett to me or morrison and they made him in a total badass which was like as a fan of star wars since i was like a kid like finally but it's just even the characters in it like you have um grief karga uh it was a great character uh you had um May mayfeld who was played by bill burr comedian bill burr mm. which i thought was just had more character development as a stormtrooper turned uh, sharpshooter than like anybody in the Disney films. And I'm just mm. so happy that they're going to continue. Uh, Rosario D Dawson is Osaka Tano, which was amazing too. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm really I just, curious to see how it, how it evolves now past that second season with now yeah. Grogu or baby Yoda taken off, how it, how it's going to evolve. Cause you knew, I mean, in the end, it, it's not going to end well. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, some, they're gonna have to try to, like, to break that news to people. But <laughs> well, it's like all these characters don't. I mean, you don't really have to marry them into the Disney trilogy, but they're gonna have to explain something because if Luke took Grogu to train, spoiler alert, um, then what happened to him? Right? I mean, that's the big question. Like, how does he fit in with Kylo Ren and all those different things? Right? So. Uh, I, I'm glad you like it. I mean, it's a good time to be a fan. They've, they're going to be pumping out Star Wars content on mass now on Disney Plus, which I think, as an entertainment piece, I'm a, I like. I like when I know I have shows on my streaming service that are. I, I actually like the weekly drops of episodes. Yeah. Like you know, with with I don't know if you're a Stranger Things fan on Netflix. I love Stranger Things, like huge. I love David Harbor. Um, but when they drop like the whole series at once, it's like Carrie and I will blow through the whole series in one night. Yeah, and it's like, and then we're done. And it's yeah. like something to be about that. But then it's like, if you drop it week in and week out, like Marvel's doing now, it's like, now it's like every Wednesday, I'm trying to watch Loki. And well, and that's you know, the thing, like I hate it and I love it all in one. Right. Cause like, oh, well, I want to watch it again. Like, or the, the next episode, but like, that's right. That's old school TV right there. Right. It's, it's, that's the way it used to go. Um, so I wanted to ask you too, before we wrap it up here too, like what else have you been doing during the pandemic? I mean, I know you've been pivoting and keeping things afloat and reinventing Windsor Eats and what else have you been doing? I know I, I, a lot of your Instagram been stuff, you've been of, doing a lot, been of, a lot of staring at the ceiling, <laughs> just looking out the window, <laughs> wondering what the outside world is turned into. <laughs> Right, such a weird time, right? <laughs> no, we've it's it's been weird because Pina and I keep saying that we have never worked harder for less money. <laughs> and I mean, it's great we're doing things we love, but I mean, at the end of the day, we also have bills to pay and and, and things along those lines. But it's been really interesting because it's really gotten us to, and and I kind of hinted at this before. It really has gotten us to think 
so different in how we approach things. Um, and, and I mean, developing the, the bevy box was one thing and, and being able to still support local breweries and wineries and, and distilleries by uh, offering a delivery service uh, through them. Uh, the food hall uh, was another big thing that we, uh, that we did, which maybe in the next week we might be able to, I think we're going to be launching it. We're hoping Come on. this is actually, I just had the meeting today. So this is like breaking news. And I would, breaking news. All the, I would do this to you all the time on the radio. Where it would be so funny. Like you would too, like, cause we'd be talking about something and then you'd be like, Oh, and we're also doing this. And then I remember like, especially on AM 800, like the news, the newsroom would call me like, what did he just say? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, You can attribute <laughs> my show. Before I, I keep going food. about food hall. Do you remember when we came into the studio, Pina and I, and we were doing, I forget what we were doing. We were doing an interview, uh, a little bit of a longer one. And I opened the door to the studio and then I turned to Pina and I'm like, are we going to, can we announce that we're doing a beer fest? And then Pina like paused and she's like, all right. And like, we literally just announced, like we decided at that moment as we were walking into your studio, no, we're going to do a beer festival and then announced it on air. I can, during that interview, my phone was lighting up from people from like, city employees and whatnot saying what's going what's going on you have to let us know <laughs> yeah we're just gonna go ahead and take over the whole riverfront yeah it's gonna be amazing don't worry about it we'll worry about the permits later everyone's just gonna have a good time that's well, it i i'm always a big fan of if i put it out there that means so i don't disappoint people and disappoint myself i have to follow through on it that's so that's it's, it, it's like burn the boats right like you're on the <laughs> island burn the boats you're gonna make this happen or you're not right yeah but no, you were always good for that. And I remember, like I said, like from a from a radio standpoint, I know TV would always say, okay, when you'd come on the show at night and I would say, okay, let's stick around because somebody's going to clip you for news, right? And you, they would essentially have a story gift wrapped. And ready to <laughs> Pretty go. much. Yeah. <laughs> um, I had that meeting today uh, wow. with the health unit with the city of Windsor where if we can get our chefs, because I mean, it's short notice, right? If we can get the chefs in the restaurants lined up we're hoping that we'd be able to to launch the food hall next friday uh, oh so, god yeah that's so awesome we're, dude we're keeping our fingers crossed there's been a a lot of conversations a lot of frustration um uh, on our part of trying to trying to get this going uh but we're, we've finally been given the th thumbs up next friday the 16th you're thinking yep okay and is will you do it saturday too or just the friday we, I think for that, I think we would do it for that full weekend. Okay. Cause yeah. I, I mean, we're I, even uh, looking at possibly doing it during the week as well. Um, yeah. but we obviously, I mean, that's all based on, on demand, but I think for the first week, uh, we would do the full weekend. I, um, uh, well, we, we've got another live show, um, on, on, uh, uh, Friday night. I don't want to let the cat out of the bag. Who's going to be on the air, but I got some really cool guests over the next couple of weeks, uh, that are going to be on, but I'd love to take Liam to, uh, to an event like that. I think he'd just have a blast. And uh, maybe if you guys are doing it on the Saturday, I'll, I'll text you and maybe I can take the boy out. Get, Absolutely. Get and the thing is, it, it's such a safe environment. Like we, oh, sure. when last year we went above and beyond and making sure like our tables were about 20 feet apart, how we, we brought everyone in our cleaner cleaning everything at all times. Like we, we went above and beyond to make sure it was a, a space that people felt safe in so they could actually uh, go out. We had so many people that approached us and said, you know, I hadn't even left my house. And we started in September and people were like, we hadn't even left our house to, or, uh, to a restaurant or anything uh, all year. And we saw the photos, we saw the videos, uh, thought it looked so safe. And we, you know, we've come here and we've been every week. 
So it, awesome. like, it, yeah, which to me, that makes me happy because it at least provided people, you know, that still had some, some anxiety about going out, provided them that safe space where they can still at least pretend things are normal for a little bit. Okay. So hopefully, uh, once everything, all the T's get crossed and the I's get dotted, you'll be able to rock and roll. Yeah, yeah, right? right? Uh, follow Absolutely. you guys on Facebook. That'll be on there for all that information too. So people can check it out as well. Um, you know what's interesting? Uh, Debbie says, hey, looking forward to this. More info, please. Debbie, you got to like Adriano on uh, Facebook. Go to his uh, the Facebook page, Windsor Eats. And uh, if it's a go, which it sounds like it's a go too, we'll post some stuff next week on my page for it too. So you'll be yeah. able to get some. It'll be fun. Awesome. It, it's going to be good. But uh, yeah, then we'll get you to do a show there where it's an old arms eats and we're cooking and eating. Up. <laughs> Dude, you know, here, here's the thing: was what we do. We do one, if, and then we uh, well, let's never mind me taste that. Like get get the boy to taste it, right? Get awesome. Liam. Liam can meet Uncle Adriano, and uh, away you go. And uh, yeah, that would be good. We could even do one of these live there. That's fine. Because <laughs> now, now that like, you're, you're you're just like, what's the menu going to be? Is there? <laughs> I just want to get out of the house, man. Whatever. I'm like, you could be like, oh, well, we're just going to make it up. We go, well, that's fine. I'm happy to be here. Feed me. <laughs> Which, Feed me. can we talk about making it up as, as we go and back to Arms Eats? Do you yes. remember, and, and, and we talked about this briefly it, it, before this segment or the show, because segment I'm talking about, the, but before the show be, uh, began, about yeah. the one April Fool's Arms Eats <laughs> segment that we did. <laughs> oh, man, people, were, people were upset. They were they were upset, but then some people. I remember getting a message on. It was a, uh, it was a mix of two. I think it was a mix of two. Somebody was like, "Really? Like you, you you're advocating uh, alcoholic uh, uh, breakfast cereal?" And I'm like, "It's April 1st. <laughs> so, so I, I think so to explain it to people that are wondering, like, what <laughs> alcoholic alcoholic breakfast cereal? First, you guys are talking about pots, then men's bras. <laughs> what kind of show is this? In the TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> Kind of show us this project. It's rubbish. It was. It was April Fools, and we were originally going to be doing a normal segment, a normal cooking segment. But it was one of those times where a chef backed out uh, very last minute, and so I think I reached out to you and was like, "What do you think? We take the April Fools' approach and we do uh, cocoa puffs, but instead of milk, we make it a white Russian that we're putting the cocoa puffs in." I'm like, and I, at that point, I'm like, hey, man, it's, I'm not, I've never been one, honestly, for like April Fool's gags. I know we used to do them all the time on the radio and it was like, okay. But like, I was like, okay, we'll try it. We'll, we'll try it. It was good. Cause I remember, I remember Jim going like, really? <laughs> like, but really? I do have to say, kind of yummy though. Kind of <laughs> yummy. Like I do. It's like, I remember we, we tried it. I'm like, you're not wrong. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> this could be a thing. It's because it's like, close. Yes, okay, there's vodka in there, but you got milk in there, but the cocoa puff then turned it chocolatey as well. <laughs> so I mean it it was nice. I liked it. It was a nice texture uh yeah. between everything that was going on. <laughs> oh, buddy. I I, I, I miss you. I I some of my best days in my broadcasting career were uh again working with you. So now that I exposed you to the the realm of live streaming, um, I'm gonna probably check on with you and Pina on Mass now. Um, what's great Anytime. about this is it's you just gotta be in a connection. Maybe we go live to you a couple of times when you guys have got stuff on the go, um, and just even for a quick hit, 
just didn't say what's going Any, on. Anytime you have a guest that pulls out last minute, call me and I'll I'll put on a disguise. I'll hold up a little uh, cardboard cutout of their face in front of me and just go. <laughs> we'll go I'm not Adriano. It. My name is Ed. <laughs> Ed totally. I'm his <laughs> other guy. Oh, it's me. <laughs> No, but no, no, I'm not, I listen, I'm not going to relegate you to a fill in anymore. I mean, that's the beauty of the live stream, right? So, uh, I will check in with you as we go. Um, I just want to tell you to you and Pina to keep doing what you guys are doing. Uh, I think you guys are phenomenal folks and, uh, it's just been a real blessing to have you on the show. So honestly, the pleasure was all mine. And when you reached out, there was no hesitation whatsoever. Uh, you, as I mentioned, always willing to jump in. Always willing. Oh, it, I, 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 I've always got your back. You, you never have to worry about that. I think the, the comments here, uh, I, I mean, I mean, Deborah said, uh, puts it on the screen. I mean, great show tonight. It's, and that's what it is. Like, it's, you know, it's what I love about the show. It's like when I was saying to my wife, Carrie, like, I, I want to start doing a show again. And she goes, good. I think you should. But like, what is it going to be about? And I'm like, it's a show about nothing. No. Um, Seinfeld reference. Uh, I just said it's just going to be a conversation if we can take people uh, from behind the scenes on things they may have caught us doing through the years, me and my guests. And, you know, people say, like, you must have met a lot of crazy characters and, and good people. I said, no, I met a lot of great people and good people who have become great friends. And if I can bring them in a very no-holds-bar where we can talk about some of the heavier issues, um, we can talk about different things, and then we can be put a personal spin on it, right? Um, I had Morgan Ryan on <clears throat> from uh, country 959 uh, a few weeks ago and i had her sister who used to be on mix 96.7 uh kendall and i was asking kendall about some of her issues in terms of uh the pandemic because she she had left her broadcast job to go into the food service industry uh again and pandemic hit and uh you know it was a fair question to ask you know um and she was taken aback right and you know ken uh morgan says to me arms don't oprah her you Oprah her. <laughs> and I love this because it's the like sister, the sister coming in to protect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, like don't Oprah her. And I'm like, I like that. Like I like, I like when people can kind of get past the 30 second news clip and, and, and really get to know these people because like, you know, you may not always get everything right, but you're still a human and we're mm -hmm. all in this together. Right. So uh, I think it's crucial, but uh, I will let the cat out of the bag a bit. We do have over the next couple of weeks, and, I, and I'm hoping maybe you can catch at least the rebroadcast. We've got, again, Mark Lander from 93.9 The River uh, on Monday show. And then Which we've got some... me with a Mark Lander face mask talking behind <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, it won't be Surprise. <laughs> I'm back. I, I never really left. Out. I never yeah. left. I just kept the camera going. <laughs> We're setting the world record for streaming. <laughs> just you, you with different masks, right? Yeah. I hope he's still watching. Because my goal tonight was just to make sure I got more views on this video than Adam Castle. That, that, <laughs> that's what I'm trying to achieve tonight. <laughs> he was so, I talked to Adam today too, and he's like, man, I can't wait for your Adriano to come on. It's going to be good. And I said, well, that, then that's the other thing I was going to say too is, um, you know, as things go, I, I'm totally open to having like you and Adam on as a tag team. And, uh, you know, we go back and forth on a few or things. We, you know? Or we can just stream video games, playing video games and talking well, about <laughs> That's something else. That think about it. <laughs> it. It may be coming down the pipe. You don't know yet. But there's somebody who's going to be coming on the show on the 19th, which is two Mondays from now, that you will be like, oh, my God, I miss her. It's so nice to see her. 
and what have you been doing? And I'll just leave it at that. It's somebody that you worked with very closely with me through the years. And she's no longer in Windsor. I think she's going to be joining us. Talking about. Yeah, she's going to be joining us up the 401, as they say. So uh, At first I was going to be like, is it Hillary Clinton? <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, my God. I'd be like, oh, my God, Hillary, let's talk. But, no, it's, it's going to be good. And I was really happy to connect with her because she's – She's been somebody who's been very kind and we've got some really cool stories about, you know, what she's been up to. So uh, it's going to be fun. It's, it's what the show is about. But awesome. So we'll circle back, man, and we'll have you back on and we'll rock and roll because uh, I love Anytime. you, man. I'm I'm always willing to come in. I've missed you and I've, I've loved this conversation. You're a good man. You're a good man. You too, uh, all the info on uh, Adriano's upcoming events. You heard it here first on the project. Uh, the food hall, uh, outdoor dining hall is going to be coming back on the 16th tentatively. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. hopefully. <laughs> so it's like, we want it to come back, but if it doesn't, no. <laughs> we're allowed to, if we can get restaurants and chefs and tables and chairs, <laughs> we're going to be able to open up. So, yeah. and staff, if we can get That's staff, it. we're going to be able to open up on the 16th. Uh, we'll, uh. Again, windsreads.com uh, for all the folks in the comments. There's tons of people saying, where, where do I get info? Windsreads.com. Uh, and make sure to follow Pina and Adriano on Facebook too because it's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of fun. Hey, and a big plug here. Hey. Bill Mara Hello. joining the show. Uh, good to see you both. Bill, you're next on the Arms Women Like Project. I got to bring my buddy Bill on. Uh, Bill, Bill, I have a new appreciation for because um, – uh, we're just going to keep going. This is what's going to We're going to hit the two hour mark. We're like, we're going to end up wrapping it up. Bill, Bill is just such a kind gentleman and uh, really somebody I looked up to. Um, he was working alongside Jan Kaffer at Hotel Du Grace Healthcare uh, during the pandemic. And uh, he's just a solid individual. And uh, hopefully I can secure Mr. Mara to come on the show for a nice little chat with me. Uh, on the program. He's, he's just a wealth of information. I, I joked around with Bill. I said, Bill, when, when back in 2003, my parents voted for you. So, I mean, it is what it is, right? So, but wow, good you really, guy. You really put salt in the wounds there, right? Just bring that up. Just <laughs> <laughs> also, Adriano ran. Do you remember? Okay, hang on. <laughs> Before we wrap up the show, you know how upset I was? Adriano ran for city council. What was it, 2014? I think so. 20, I think it was 2010 and 2014. But, but you were doing the, the food segment with me on a regular basis on CTV. Uh, that was, uh, it was that, that might have been 2014. And yeah. I love your sister. I love Pina. She's, I love her. Love her to death. She's a great woman. But when you and I get together, you can't shut us up, right? And you make it happen, <laughs> Captain. Make it happen, Captain. But you said to me, because you were running for office, actually, Dan Appleby, our news director at the time at CTV, he pulled, pulled this aside. Remember, we got brought into the principal's office. Yep. And, and he said, guys, if Adriano's going to run for city council, we can't give him as much as we know it's food and it's not the political platform. You, you, you can't do the food segment. And we were just like, oh, right. No. And then we're like, <laughs> Pina, right. And then Pina's like, you guys are rope. You, you idiots are roping me into this every week now. <laughs> but. Oh, that was good. I remember. And it was good. It was good. It was good. It was, it was nice when the campaign was done and I was able to come back and do the, the segment. It was, it was, it was nice. It was nice to come back. <laughs> hey, volunteer servers first Friday. 
we're actually working on something about that because <gasps> we're, we're we're working with um possibly some organizations that needed um or have really been missing a lot of donations from uh from fundraising uh and we're working with a few to hopefully be able to provide servers so the, yes there's a possibility of volunteer servers um but they may be directly with organizations but we i mean yeah reach out to us absolutely email me reach out to me we can provide you more info um adriano i should say jim uh jim mcdowell uh, i know him as and you know him as, as padre uh he was the guy who was the uh the minister at our at my wedding oh uh, shit so, sorry all right <laughs> <laughs> my bad <laughs> we need a swear jar here we gotta find a it and i think that's what tuning for every people realize is anytime that i'm doing a segment on tv or radio or anything like that like it is so hard for me to keep f bombs and s bombs and whatever from coming out of my mouth cuz like i just i let it all out right and it, it was always a struggle always hey, a struggle Rich just put a dollar in the swear jar for you there <laughs> thank you rich appreciate there we go. it <laughs> and uh, there we go uh jim there we go <laughs> all right so anyways um I don't even know how we got on this train. Uh, <laughs> I've let go like f bombs at conferences up on stage speaking and giving presentations, and I'm like, what? What am I doing? What? You're like, <laughs> you're like the Howard Dean of tourism. Remember that guy? No. Remember when he like one that you don't remember Howard Dean? No. I'm gonna say you. Who are you? Just <laughs> <laughs> one more. Hey, on the on the TikTok, on the TikTok, do you remember the Howard Dean? He ran for president of the United States of America. He went up on the stage and uh, he got very excited. Um, uh, no, I guess anything. It was a guy running for president and they were thinking he was going to be a shoe. And this was like early 2000s. And he went up on, he won the primaries in Ohio and he was like fist pumping and dropping like, I don't know if it was F bombs. Uh, yeah, see, Bill says he was a presidential candidate. Bill knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> Uh, and, and he, everybody thought he was a shoe in to win the democratic nomination, but it was just, and now if he did it now, people would be like, oh, I'm voting for him. Cause he's real. He's a real genuine person. I'm going to vote for him. He was fist pumping. I fist pumped too. Um, <laughs> but they, they just lambasted him. They said he's unfit to be president and yada, yada, yada. Oh, man. Anyways, and everyone, Richard Hayes. Everyone complains. They, they, they hold people accountable to the, or accountable to that. And then they complain that oh, our politicians are, they're, they're so not like us. Well, you force them not to be. <laughs> that, that, that's my political rant for the day. <laughs> Said it's up on the wall, right? We rise by lifting everyone up, right? So, um, anyways, <laughs> so this is going to be the first intermission, and then we'll yeah, <laughs> we'll be back right after this. Just like Kramer, come back. It's like when Kramer Newman had it their show, hey? Like yeah. I, uh, Jerry, that's great. Jerry, that's great. We'll be back right after this. <laughs> Don't forget the chips. We got some chips. <laughs> and we're back. Hi, everybody. Oh, man. Um, anyways, best of luck uh, this upcoming weekend. Um, we're live next Friday night, too, uh, with another fantastic guest. So maybe if you're not running around with the chicken with your head cut off, um, I will uh, see, see if, if we I can, can even broadcast just... it on the screen. In no, the, uh... I, you know, what's great about this program, though, Adriano is like, uh, all my guests are like, uh, we do this actually fun fact um you speak about non-charitable organizations i'm i'm very very blessed to be at the windsor essex county humane society as the director of development uh melanie coulter who i know you know very well is a good friend of mine um 
and uh, was able to to land there. And uh, we do a weekly show like Pet Picks, like we used to do on CTV, but we do the live stream like this too. But we actually have uh, our events coordinator take a cell phone and she's our adoption cam. Hmm. And she goes into whatever pet we're featuring that week to get adopted. So it's like, and let's go live to the pet cam and I bring up the on the screen, right? And it's it's for me as an old TV nerd, it's kind of neat because I can control all this from my end. But for your event next week, if you want, I can always, we can always check in with you quickly. I can send you the link if you have a five minutes. Absolutely. There may be flames rising up in the back. <laughs> You're like putting somebody out on fire. Like, it's all fine. It's just okay. Good. Happens it's all the time. Good. Don't yeah. worry. We're good. We're good. Don't worry. He's actually on fire. It's going to taste better. It's going to taste a lot better. He really, charcoal. Gets, into, really gets into his food. <laughs> hey, oh, okay, here, here's my thing. I know you haven't secured... Um, uh, tentatively uh food trucks and, and chefs and all that but do you have do you have an idea what kind of food do you want for next weekend at the uh the oh, outdoor food hall i absolutely do i mean we we are open to anyone and everyone but obviously for the first weekend we had to to reach out to a few in advance just to be like you know we we're going to give you short notice are you able to do it and ones that were there last year um so one that we're really excited about that no one really knew about in the city of windsor until the food hall came about um, and then their, their food was phenomenal. It was Rico taco, uh, Mexican street eats phenomenal, oh. really introduced birria tacos to the city of Windsor and their food is phenomenal. And they actually, once food hall ended, they were so successful at food hall that they opened up a brick and mortar. And so they've Come been on, doing, really? yeah, yeah. Was, Cause they only used to do festivals and events. So likely they will be there. Um, we're working on, I'm just waiting to, to hear back on chef Anthony Dalupan again. He was, uh, oh. he was really, yeah, yeah. And he's doing, so I'm going to let the cat out of the bag. And as I, I'm going to put it publicly. So then Anthony feels the pressure that he now has to make this food. So, <laughs> so, that's, that's how I roll. That's how I got you on the show. When Adam yeah. Castle was on the show and you were commenting in the stream and that's how we're going to get Bill on the show. Cause Bill was commenting on the stream. <laughs> Roping everybody nice. on. Don't watch the show. He's going to ask you to be on. Don't don't don't, watch it. don't comment if you don't want to be on the comment show. On the show. Don't don't even watch it. But, but with Anth Chef Anthony Dalupan, yeah. I'm I again of clearly huge food nerd, and I'm always looking for things. I we want to be able to showcase food that isn't in Windsor or hasn't been in Windsor, and something that's totally unique and different. And so I'm always scouring the internet for like just insane stuff. And I found this sandwich, and it sounds ridiculous that it's just a, a sandwich, the new overtime. <laughs> what it is. It's, it's good, though. It's basically, it's a whole bone-in rib that is put on a bun with the bone in. Like, the sauce is put on it, and it's massive. Like, it's absolutely massive. And you hand it to the individual with the bone in, and then when they get it, they essentially slide it out. And have their sandwich right there. So it literally the meat just slides right off the bone. Oh. And, but it is it, I'm not doing it justice explaining it. Like seeing it is unreal. Absolutely unreal. Uh, so that's what I've pushed Anthony to serve. And he got excited when I showed him the video and the photos of it. Uh, and he said, absolutely, he's doing it. So now the pressure is on that he has to follow through. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you, you've roped in the Boom and Like family for next weekend. So. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's like, like I said, we're doing that for dinner. Yep. We're coming out. A uh, couple of comments here. Richard I'll asking. Send it, I'll send it to you privately, the video. You're you're gonna <laughs> die. You're absolutely gonna die. Oh man, I'm I would love to just yeah, we've got a lot of people saying, yeah. <laughs> I can't let the cat out of the bag by showing people this video beforehand. So no. when we when we start testing it out for uh, for Anthony to serve it, you'll you'll get the view of it and and it'll make you want to go to the food hall. I promise oh. you that. So good. So <laughs> it's like 9.37 on a Friday night. Oh, I, have, uh, I haven't even eaten dinner yet. Oh, my God. No. Okay, well. Uh, no, no, no. It's, it was just because I was running around because I procrastinated doing things. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to make dinner when I when I get home. I'm, you know, I'm going to eat. And then yeah. I looked at the time and I'm gonna be like, nah, I'm never going to decide what to eat and make it. And then, you know, have like tomato sauce all over my face as I go live on air with uh, with arms or something in my teeth. So I was like, I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait till we're done. I just pictured like doing the show, doing the open, and, and like setting up, and then it's like nobody, and then you just pop up with your face, and you got like, like you're only seeing me neck up because I have like a napkin tucked in. <laughs> oh, the possibilities. Oh, um, you've got a couple of well, shout-outs here. The possibilities with your dad puns. <laughs> My Can't friend, believe you missed that. Come on. That was saucy. <laughs> the dad puns are coming out in full force. <laughs> so just to recap, um, we are all, come on, Richard. Richard says boo. boo. <laughs> There's nothing boo. wrong with being fusilli. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that one, that one deserves a boo. That one was really bad. <laughs> Boo too here in the comments from Richard. Not not a fan of the dad puns. And I I just killed any other episode that you're ever gonna host. Now no one's kidding? gonna tune in. We're, no, we're gonna do a whole dad joke episode. Oh, like yeah. you know, like Will Ferrell and um, Mark Wahlberg. They do the, the absolutely. That's oh, it. I'll be in on that. Oh, I would be in. <laughs> We, people are so Carrie's like Carrie, Carrie goes to me before we start on the show. She goes, she goes, How long are you going to go with Adriano tonight? And I said, generally the Arms Woman Like Project is about an hour, 45 minutes, an hour, depending on the show, depending on the content. And then in the back of my mind, there's like <laughs> the little arms going, No, you're going to go about at least two hours with him. We're, we're going to Tuesday. Arms Woman Like Project into overtime. We're in day seven of the broadcast. <laughs> Today we're talking about who would win in a fight, a Tyrannosaur or King Kong. Go. Um, Tyrannosaur has small arms. <laughs> but it is just the amazing. Um, Debbie's saying, you know, in terms of ethnic food, um, you know, I think Carousel had an, I don't say we didn't have an issue, but like, because it is takeout, I think it's a little harder. And that's Absolutely. that's our crux too. And, and I want to say this. I know the folks at Carousel do a great job. And and we like Carrie and I love going to the the Greek Carousel. Uh, when we lived in South Walkerville, uh, we used to go to the um, the new uh, the one beside the Easy Road Expressway. You know what I'm talking about, where they would have the Greek Carousel now. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We would go get the, the we get the honey balls, but it's harder when you get takeout. And maybe that's something else we can talk about real quickly here is when you get takeout, it's almost like you have to prepare yourself. Not to say not to say the takeout's not going to be good. It's just not going to be. It's not the same. Like, I'll even agree to that. It's not the same. It's not the same, right? It's it's not the same. Well, and 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 
I know a lot of restaurants hate having their food for for takeout, and I probably shouldn't be saying that, but they do because it's it's not how they meant for it to be enjoyed, right? Especially food will never taste the same if you're not able to go there and experience everything around it. A lot of times people enjoy restaurants, not just because of the food, but because of the servers, the ambiance that's in there, everything that surrounds it makes that whole experience amazing, which elevates the food as well. Mm-hmm. But also when you're cooking for, for takeout, you're putting them in the containers. By the time you get home, the heat that's still trapped in there, it's still cooking it a little more like depending on the, on the food that you have. So it's not going to be really the same or it gets, you know, soggy and because of the condensation or things. So it's, it's never going to be the same. Um, and I know a lot of restaurants dread takeout as, as a result of that. Um, especially the ones that are really picky chefs that are really picky about their food, which is unfortunate, but I mean, it, yeah, it, it's unfortunate, but I, th- I think with carousel, a lot of it really had to do with, uh, with the whole experience that's around carousel and, and how you enjoy the food when you're there as well, uh, just makes it you get not the music. You get to learn about the culture and Absolutely. there's that vibe, right? Yeah. Just like when people say, Oh, you know, Guinness is, isn't the same here as it is when I went to Ireland and, and had, well, no, you're in freaking Ireland. And like the whole, your whole brain is looking at it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. At it completely different. You, you, you're someplace special that you've never been or aren't there or there often. So you're, you're, you're you're tasting it and experiencing it in a totally different way than when you're sitting on your couch watching TV, swigging a swigging a Guinness. Of course, it's going to be different. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is this is we're like in this double overtime, which is which is fine. Uh, you know, we were we were going to say goodbye to Toronto about a half hour ago, but we're still going strong. Uh, there's still still quite a few people watching the show, so that's good. Uh, you know, the other thing I wanted to ask you too, I, for me, I was thinking about this the other day about how spoiled we are locally to have so many great venues and restaurants and, and, and different areas you get, you get via Italia and you've got Walkerville and, and, you know, the Riverside area has got some really good eats too. Um, and, and I, I'm excited to visit all of them. You know, we open up technically, what did they say next week? Right. Friday. Uh, Friday. Friday. Um, I, I, I very much, am, and, and I'm going to give a shout out to these folks because I've been talking to the folks over at Caesars Windsor and uh, I, I, I know what challenges they're up against uh, going forward. I know that they're very anxious to come back on board. I was talking to them about, you know, partnering uh, up with us at the Humane Society and a couple of cool things on the horizon too. So I'm hoping that materializes. But I I said to Carrie the other day, I I miss going to see a show uh, at the Coliseum and I miss going to grab some grub uh, at one of the different, you know, food places at Caesars. I I miss going for a drink. I I miss all of that. Yeah, and uh, I, I I just remember we for us very much that was a date night for us, right? We would go and we would watch. I mean, I saw. I mean, at at the Coliseum, I saw uh, over the years, uh, uh, like Guy Fieri. Uh, you know, when he was in, they did a special thing with Guy Fieri over the years. Uh, John Cicada was like amazing. Uh, it just another you, day. You really are dating yourself. Jeez. <laughs> You know who I saw at that Caesars Windsor, the Casino Windsor there? Is, uh, you ever see on the TikTok, they got that guy there, John Cicada? You yep. saw him on the stage, and I thought... Oh, I, saw that, I saw that new singer, Celine Dion. Celine Dion. <laughs> oh, boy. My heart will go on. <laughs> My God. Just a voice of an angel. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> I turned into a new character here. Uh, old Man Arms. Um but yeah, I just I really miss the whole Caesars experience, and I know Suzanne and the team there they're they're working on getting everything's uh, all good, 
Oh, Tears for Fears. Tears for Fears. <laughs> oh my God. I saw Tears for Fears at Caesars with Bob Bellachico. Bobby, Bobby was there too. And we went and uh, he went with his lovely and Carrie and I went and Carrie's like, really, we're going to go see Tears for Fears. And I'm like, everybody wants to. And I'm like, I love 80s music. I'm an 80s music guy, can, right? Can I chime in for a second though? Yeah. Did people's heads explode when they saw you together not knowing? Because I know you always had the <laughs> issue that... <laughs> That for some reason, just because you're both <laughs> Filipino, everyone thought you were both the same person. Oh, I got it. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. I got to get Bob on the show because I do love Bob. I think Bob Bellachico is one of the nicest, kindest, mm -hmm. most dedicated reporters, sports reporters the city has ever known and will ever know. Um, he's he. Nobody cares about the city and, and community. Just uh, other people. Like he yeah, he's just a solid. I want to. I want to be perfectly clear on that. Okay, he's somebody that I personally I love. I I love him. Bobby is a good guy. <laughs> people <laughs> sometimes, people would sometimes get us confused, right? <laughs> and there was a moment. Listen, if we're talking about CTV here again, and and as much utmost respect and awe I have for Mr. Jim Crichton, love the man. The man is just class act all the way around. There was a moment in 2016. For about five months, where finally, and I'm going to say this, I'm I'm, I'm going to say this here, finally, they let Bob do sport, like anchor the sports. It wasn't piped out of London. It was it was. They said, Bob, you're doing sports, okay? And we had something Jim and I used to call the Detroit Close at the end of the show. So Jim would be the anchor, and Bob would do his sports cast and sit beside Jim on the on the right, and then I would do the green screen thing, and I would come up and sit on. <laughs> Jim on the left and we would always there like there would always be a kicker story at the end of a newscast right so it'd be like and uh in LaSalle today take a look at this this is Nutty the Squirrel Nutty is a squirrel that can water ski how about that right and then we would do we would say something right like we would do oh yeah well I'd say Jim that's nuts oh, <laughs> right <laughs> what a tall tale that's nuts right and then we would we do something. We'd have a laugh or whatever, right? But there was that that there was a, five months where honestly, like I f I felt like like for me it was like that's like how we used to watch Detroit news, you know? Like that's how you watch Detroit news. Like the, you would always have like Carmen Harlan uh, close out the newscast with Devin Skillian, and then they would have uh, Bernie they do Smiley, the little chit chat. Yeah, they do the chit chat, and then they would have Gatica do something. And I was I was like I just remember. Like you take those moments in your mind and you say to yourself, this is something I'm going to remember for the rest of my life. And anyways, going back to Bob, uh, I remember how happy he was doing the sports. And and I just thought like, man, about freaking time um, to have somebody of that talent and that commitment in that position. Uh, but to go back to Bob, I mean, we would get these comments. Bob is a different guy. <laughs> right. Um, you know, Carrie used to joke around. Have you ever seen Bob's in arms in the same room, though? Because <laughs> Bob is Filipino Italian and I am French Filipino, right? So uh, it was just funny. And, and the people would, I remember one time when I left C, uh, CTV and I went over to the CBC, I got a message from somebody saying, Hey, it was great to see you today. It's great to see you on the, uh, this when the tall ships were talking in Kingsville. And this lady was a very nice lady. She goes, Oh, it's really great. Thanks for doing that story on the tall ships in Kingsville. It was great to see you on the, on the deck of the ship. And I'm like, <laughs> I wasn't in Kingsville. And I'm like, I'm sorry? 
right? And she sent me a picture. She goes, well, I love this photo we took. And it was a picture of her and Bob. <laughs> so I had to say, I had to say, that's not me. Um, that's Bob. You're in great hands. He's an awesome dude. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, everyone's commenting on um, the Caesar stuff here. Uh, Bill Mara Ooh, back with us. Holland Oates, Maneater, Burton Cummings. Uh, hey, I know the girls went to go see Pitbull a couple of times. We got Wait, a plug here. For- was Carrie on stage? <laughs> she went to go see Carrie at Caesars? <laughs> Listen, if it's Pitbull, I don't, I don't question what my wife does when it's girls' night. I just ask that she comes home in one piece. If, if she goes up on the stage, uh, here's another one. Oh, uh, apparently Jason Derulo. Yeah. I remember they did a whole, uh, hyping up and reveal because they brought Jason Derulo in at like his, his peak. I remember yeah. that. And yeah. can yeah. I tell you, cause you brought up, uh, Jim, uh, and his little, uh, his little, uh, his moments when he does his little, uh, his little sayings. And One he's, of so, my- he's so good. He's so good at it though. He's, like, and that's why yeah, like, people is. like, like, and we've talked about this before. Like people say like Jim, and I really mean this, and I, I hope people get this from the show, right? Like, I have nothing but utmost admiration and respect for Jim Greitens. The that guy loves the city. He loves do. He's he's the quintessential news guy. And if there's anybody who is who gives his time freely to to events, it's Jim, man. Like mm. he's the guy. But he would always have his quips, and I would try to. We'd never try to rehearse anything. Remember, we never would rehearse no, anything. I just no. I would always like swing, and I always say to Jim, I'd much rather fall flat on my face live, and you think it's stupid or dumb, or catch you, catch you, and get a laugh out of you. And if I could get a laugh out of Jim, I went home a happy man that night. Can I tell you my all-time favorite Jim Crichton moment was there was a story. I can't remember how many years ago this was. But there was a story that all these pigeons got poisoned <laughs> at Walmart or something like that. And they were falling yeah. from the sky. And it was I remember a that. horrible, yeah. horrible story about all these birds essentially falling onto cars and in the parking lot and in in the street. And that story ends and Jim's like, "Uh, you know, basically like, you know, that's, that's, you know, unfortunate or sorry, in an unfortunate segue, it's barbecue season. (laughs) Segues from this horrible story. I mean, I mean, not his fault. It's a hard turn. No, it's absolutely. you got <laughs> probably not the best story choice, <laughs> but God bless them. Because if you're watching at home, though, you're probably like, yeah, you know what? You're going from dead pigeons to barbecue. Um, but That's he's so good at that. Game. Like, And he, he pulled it off. It was brilliant. Yeah, but that is, just, that is the one moment that will always be in my head about Jim. But you, you never see that anymore. Like you very rarely see that anymore. And that's just my opinion, right? It's like I it's it's that's a skill. Right. And you have to know it to how to do it and when it's appropriate. And mm-hmm. he was just so, he's so good at doing that. And God bless I love him. the fact that he, he flat out just stated in an unfortunate segue. <laughs> was, wasn't happy with that. Wasn't happy with that story choice. That's it. Um, no. <laughs> you know. Oh God. But they, but, you know. Oh, go ahead. No, no. I was just going to say, I was just going to say, you know, you know, you're like, we're going into the second hour now. It's good. Um, you know, 
you know, we were talking about shows we watched during the pandemic and you were saying The Office. And, you know, towards the end of the show, I think one of the, the good quotes from The Office that Ed Helms, who plays the off-putting Andy Bernard, say, said, you, you'd never know. I wish you knew you were in the good old days when you were in the good old days. And 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 I look back at that time again with those folks and and I and I think to myself, my God, like it, it was it was a good it was good. It was good. At its core, it was good. There were so many s- stupid, silly little things that like only we would know about that would be happening behind the scenes. <laughs> and you would never know at home. And you would like never know. Me, me hiding in 40, minus 40 degree weather, holding the board up because the blizzard wind is blowing it off. <laughs> Dude, that's a whole nother episode. For the amount of times I was up on that damn roof, like, like I was happy to do it, but like, like people don't realize how freaking windy was up there and 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 we would have to it's not just like okay i can go up there like you're i'd be out there, there in lightning time. storms yeah <laughs> and they're like oh it's fine just put on a harness you're fine a pardon just wear right just wear this steel colander on your head you'll be perfectly <laughs> hold this metal rod and just see what happens um you know all the polar vortex yeah that was a whole thing too i remember that when we moved over from uh a channel and we we got to the bell building and we were running tests on everything. Our general manager at the time, who, who I, I know you know, Don Mumford, great guy. Um, Don was there and he came down from London. And Dan, our news director at the time, said, Arms, I'm sorry. You got, you, you, I need you to be in place up on the roof. And I'm like, okay, like I'll do it. And I'm like, I'm thinking, you know, we need to figure out how to do this. And we need to make sure that you're good. And I go, yeah, that's cool, Dan. And I'm thinking it's going to be for 40. I need you out there for about four hours. Ooh. And I'm like. So God, hey, shout out to Windsor Fire, okay? Windsor Fire, because we used to do Sparky's Toy Drive. And I know that you helped us out with that a couple of years, you and Pina too. Um, when we did Sparky's Toy Drive for, I think I was doing it with them for about six, seven years. Uh, kind of took it on as, as a charity to help. Uh, uh, Johnny McRae at Windsor Fire and, uh, and the boys like Sean Costello, they actually gave me, they made me an honorary Windsor Firefighter. And I still have the jacket in the, in, in, in the garage, but they gave me one, one of those thermal coats and I, I remember going up on the roof and I had my parka on and then I had my thermal coat on and I was like, I could still feel the cold because it was like minus 57 on the roof in the wind. And I was just like, <laughs> right. And then like, we'd have to run through a show and Jim like, let's go to arms live on the rooftop arms. I'd be like, Ugh. and I'd like, I remember one time I took an icicle and I pretended to break it off from my nose and Jim would like, you know, crack up and. But I just remember being up there and it's like, oh my God, like it's, it's cold, but it's like brutally cold and windy and windy. Yeah. And it was just like, and then Carrie always used to make fun of my inside out umbrellas, right? He would be up there in the rainstorm and then right? <laughs> pull like a Filipino Mary Poppins off the roof and you're no, that gone. Was, it was Bob. <laughs> was it arms or was it Bob? That was Bob. I, I can't tell. Which one is it? You know, oh my God, good times. I, I'm gonna let you get to bed. You've been talking to me long enough. What is it? Two. This is the longest project. We still have people hanging on. Um, uh, I, again, uh, if you want to find out more information about everything that's going on at Windsor Eats, the show is just like I love it. Um, go to the website windsoreats.com. You can get all the information there. Uh, he's got the outdoor dining hall experience tentatively booked for next. Friday, as things get reopened and slowly back to normal here in Windsor, Essex. Uh, if you are going to 
Uh, hey, Bill? Bill, you better believe Forza Azuri. They're Sunday. They're going to win. Touchdown. Yeah, they're they're going to win. <laughs> Touchdown. <laughs> Hole in one. <laughs> Hole in one. The bases are loaded. No, I do know. I all kidding. I do know. I know. I know. I just kid. I'm just you know me. I've never been the sports guy, um, but uh, yeah, yeah, you got to be excited about that. I know. I know. Bill's a huge fan. Uh, a lot of uh, it's going to be. What are your plans for this on Sunday? I like. I really still haven't been comfortable going out uh, in groups of people, uh, which almost guarantees that Italy's going to win. Then because I won't really be able to join in on celebrations. <laughs> So I, 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 that almost guarantees an Italy win on Sunday. So I'm, I'm going to watch it from my home uh, and hopefully uh, hopefully be happy here. Yeah, and Bill says, hey, it's coming home, baby. It, it, it's coming to Rome. It's coming to Rome. I, 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 I think I should probably watch it. These clips of it. <laughs> Carrie sums it up right. We, we're we not a sports. sports. <laughs> we don't. It's, it's, it's actually like, embar- like Carrie says to me, she's like, it's embarrassing how little you know about sports. And it's like, <laughs> And I, I think that was another reason why, like Jim another, and I, I was going to make another Bob Belichuko comment. I was like, I thought you did sports broadcasting. What was, what is... <laughs> yeah, so I got that uh, guy there, the uh, Arms Belichuko. He does the uh, the weather sports on television there, and uh, he says he doesn't do sports. I don't understand. He's got a TikTok. Um, uh, yeah, we don't do sports. Um, also, <laughs> Gary here can't get that rib sandwich off my mind. Oh, trust me when you see it. You're going to want to live at the food hall. I promise you. So here's my question real quick again, before you go. Um, <laughs> so let's start from the beginning. Let's go. <laughs> let's start with, welcome to hour three of overtime with arms and Adriano. Um, my son, Liam, he, as you know, he is, he's a very finicky eater. Um, mm-hmm. He's had a lot of feeding challenges because he had the NG tube after his open heart surgery. Um, so we're, we're happy to say he, he, he eats and he, he, he does like to eat, but he's extremely picky. Uh, I'm talking chicken nuggets, stuff like that. W- would there be something along the lines there for kids? You think that you can so, kind of finagle? I mean, he does like ribs. I will say this: he, is, he does like okay. ribs. Yeah. Well, he like. Wait, is there anything else that he he kind of does like? So, um, because we're gonna have three vendors, and we usually try to switch it up. I know, like last year, we had vendors that were doing like gourmet fries, which means we could do regular fries as well. Um, yeah. or poutine or, or things like that. So if, if he likes, and we had, uh, we did have a vendor that was doing gourmet hot dogs as well. So that would mean we'd easily be able to do regular hot dogs uh, too. So we'd be able to, the, the restaurants that participated were so willing to accommodate uh, for, for kids that were picky eaters. It was nice. It was actually really nice to see that they were willing to do that. Well, the like carry says Liam does love his fries, right? So, but the only problem is, oh, is like no. I don't want him just to eat for like I'd rat like I got him doing the ribs. Like I get the ribs from Sobeys uh, here in Amherstburg that are the you know the Swiss Chalet ones you can buy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, and they're pretty good, right? It's like eleven bucks. And to me, I'm like ribs for me have to go with something. Like I do like chicken or ribs or something. But like the boy, like I just made it for him one day because I'm like you gotta eat, you gotta try something, and he was like. <laughs> And I'm like, nice. Have more ribs, son. Have all the ribs. He's you telling you, he was like throwing the bones at you. <laughs> oh yeah. Say, Dad, I like that. And I'm like, okay, thanks, appreciate with, it. With some sass. Just. Yeah. Oh, he's sassy, as Carrie will attest. He's my son, so he's got some sass. Nice. Um, he's he's a little sassy kid, but God bless him. Uh, okay. Jim McDowell says poutine. Would that be an option? Possibly. Maybe. We'll see. 
We'll see. I, as we start confirming the, the restaurants or getting them on board, we'll have a much easier. We usually try to tell them we want something that is so over the top, but then we also want some more common food, <laughs> I guess you could say, for people that are, are more familiar with as well, uh, so that it's just not all craziness. Okay, okay good. Okay. I will let you go because I know you gotta uh, gotta get something in your belly there, so to speak. You haven't had dinner yet. I'm gonna um, see if my right. wife is. Doing I could lose. Food. I could lose the weight. I've been seeing like pictures and people posting. I'm like, wow, they really did good over the uh, over the pandemic during this year and a half. And I'm like, I went in the complete opposite direction. Yeah, I I like I'm at the heaviest I've been um, since 2013. Like I've got spare tire on a spare tire. And where the, bro, the man's ear comes in handy now. That's <laughs> why I said it's it's a fuel tank for the dad machine, right? That's I call it a that's keg. It People is. say they have six packs. I'm like, I got a I got a keg. Come I'm on, keg and a half. <laughs> but I'm gonna make sure that Carrie's good to go here, and she's. Uh, I know she's. Hopefully, we can still watch Black Widow here, but we'll see. I just totally ruined, totally ruined movie night. <laughs> you guys, you're falling asleep five minutes in. I guarantee the credits aren't opening. Credits aren't even gonna be done. I'll still watch it when she goes to bed. And then we'll watch it again. I'm like, oh yeah, this is great. I, I didn't know this was happening. Amazing. Um, God bless you, man. Um, this was long overdue. Uh, again, thank you for everything you do. And I will check in with you as we go on. And then hopefully we can uh, continue to pop on the show and do this going. And then awesome. you know, I love this. Bring on Pina one time so she can be the voice of reason. Ah. You know? <laughs> voice of reason. Who wants a voice of reason? You don't need that. Bunch of, got a bunch of those guys there on the, the internet talking about their uh, Blanche from Golden Girls. That's it. I want voice of reason. I'll read your, I'll read your signs in the back. That'll, <laughs> that'll bring me back. <laughs> yes, this is all inspiration. That's it. All inspiration. Uh, yeah, happy birthday to Jen, who's watching the live stream, too. We appreciate you tuning happy in. Birthday, and, uh, we love you, Jen. Thank you for watching and spending some time with us. So pretty good audience tonight. Uh, again, WindsorEats.com. I promise <laughs> this is it. I'm signing off, okay? Awesome. <laughs> God bless you, man. We'll talk to you soon, okay? You too, bud. I love this, so thank you very much. My much absolute needed. pleasure. It was much you are, you are a good friend and even a better person. So um, thank you for everything as always. Uh, Adriano Chodoli, what a great guy. Uh, folks, the show's supposed to be an hour. We're at two hours and nine minutes. So there's that. Um, which is good, honest to God. Um, I, I, as you can tell, I, I take uh, a lot of um, fantastic, fantastic uh, synergies and 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 different um, people on the show, and we I just have fun with them. But when you can actually have that connection with somebody, uh, and I really mean it, he's just a great guy from start to finish, Mister Adriano Chodoli. So hopefully you enjoyed the program. Don't forget we're back again Monday. Uh, Mark Lander. From 93.9 The River, uh, former morning show host, the guy just all over, all over uh, North America. He, he's got that voice that you, you just, fantastic, fantastic voice. Um, and I'm really happy to have him on the show to talk about uh, our time working together at Bell, um, sort of the state of the radio industry. Uh, and and he will be on. And Adriano, I know, is waiting in the green room. We have a virtual green room here on the show. I'll talk to him in the next couple of minutes. But uh uh, everybody wants Adriano back on the program, so we'll have to we'll have to get that going as well. Anyways, take care of yourself. Be good to each other. Don't forget uh, WindsorEats.com for more information. The food hall happening next weekend here in Windsor, Essex, and we'll see you back here on Monday evening. Have a great rest of the weekend, and thank you.
for spending some time with us on the Arms and Women Light Project. Mm-hmm.